boom. Did you roll in on a motorcycle? I did. You're a fucking animal. <laughs> in this day and age, in LA traffic. But uh, there's a there's a bit of a Zen thing happening because if you don't pay attention, you could die. You know. Oh right. You know, I, and I I find myself trying to have this field of view, and plus you can't be on the phone. Right. Because uh, I think sometimes when it's when you drive a car, you forget to take the moment to do nothing right. and just sort of be for a second. Yeah, uh, and you can listen to tunes and it makes all the songs better. Like I, I don't know if I fully appreciated Judas Priest until I rode a motorcycle and could listen to music. Like, so you listen like in your head, like you have it in. No, uh, that, your, that your... one has a. I, I, I'm, I have the luxury of having a couple of them, and but that one's almost like the grandpa bike for going to the movies but is it at speakers or is it in the helmet it's speakers i, I don't uh, do the helmet because there's so much of that in my life anyways like uh, point blank oh, range right right, right. <laughs> yeah and so it's it's almost like you kind of end up rocking your head like that yeah. and you're like breaking the law it, it <laughs> it's sort of like flips your beavis switch <laughs> and and it feels wonderful like the the wind in your hair yeah and and getting here took well, I don't know where you came from, but I, I beat you here, and I left after you did. <laughs> where did you, where'd you drive from? Like, um, I, can't, I was sort of over by Runyon Canyon. Oh, okay. Yeah, if you live in, like, Orange County, I get it, because that's really, like, the only way you're going to get here and not lose your fucking mind. Well, something that's 21 miles away is 25 minutes away. Legitimately. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. there's a little bit of, like, should I go stop here? And also, you're always going to the front of traffic. Which really is the safest place to be at the mm -hmm. very front. Sure. Just yes. with everyone, everyone on each butt cheek, sort of, you know. The, the thing that freaks me out, though, is the lane splitting. Like, so, some people are just not paying attention, and some people some are. Some people just are. Go and they're fast. like. Yeah. The, some people work out their, their kinky anger on you. Oh, on the bike, you mean? Or yeah. the, the car? Like, someone's like, no way. If I'm oh, stuck in geez. this, you're stuck in this. That is fucking weird, man. That thing's weird. Well, that kind of anger against motorcycles, like that they can they can get ahead and you can't. Just, I it's it's beyond motorcycles. You know, it's yeah. that angriness of like their their emotional bank accounts are, are low in that moment, mm -hmm. and they're like, "How about you? Yeah, you can have that too." It's like oh, sharing the wrong shit. I yeah, think. <laughs> that's. I think it's people that don't feel like there's a way out of the life they're in too. There's no. There's no light at the end of the tunnel yeah the missouri loves company where yeah. it's just like <laughs> welcome to the missouri loves company sit down and they just like it's just i don't know i've uh, so much has ha been happening for me lately and i just you have those things when they click and you and then you can't unknow them mm -hmm. once you've learned something yeah and it's like i see how that is just really attempting to elevate your own situation by bringing someone down which yep. is which is impossible and so in that moment, that that's almost them doing the best they can. Mm -hmm. I know they're trying to kill you, <laughs> but but it, they're trying to cope with something that's it's yeah. just the, maybe the wrong way. It's definitely the wrong way. Nope. That's one of the weird things about being a kid, right? Like nobody really tells you how to think. Nobody really teaches you how to approach situations in life and what's going to help you and what's not going to help you at all. No, but you learn some funky stuff instead. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? And even when you're learning the history of someone, it seems like they don't tell you how they've wrestled with that emotion to do the right thing mm -hmm. or or find a way to just accept something. Right. <laughs> like, how did they get to accept that this was their decision that they had to make? Right. I don't know. There's not, there's not much uh, 
there's not many guideposts for how to treat yourself and other people. <laughs> but there's like there's there's all sorts of math and stuff like that. Yeah, but even history, right? There's a lot of facts. This happened then, that happened, this is the date that this took place, but the actual accounts from the human beings and even if you read it, it's like I want to see the person say it. You know, I almost it's that's almost, what the Ken Burns version of all yes. that. There's one guy in the Ken Burns the Civil War one who's kind of like was probably alive then <laughs> too. Like, just it seems like he's so passionate about it, and he's such a good storyteller. And so he's he's adding the emotions of like, you know, when when. Uh, Robert E. Lee was, or I'm uh, sorry, uh, uh, the, uh, the the union guy. Uh, Ulysses Grant? Grant. Grant had, had a drinking problem, but then was like, oh. And he probably had it from PTSD, you know? And he's he's just telling that story with such kind of emotional depth that was cool. Uh, it's nice to watch that instead of read it sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I don't think any of us are ever going to be able to truly understand what it was like to live without television, without radio, without cell phones, and war. Like what? And then war inside the same continent with other people that are supposed to be just like you that speak the same language. Like, yeah, that you run the risk of going, hey, yeah. Ga- hey, Gary. Yeah, right. Especially <laughs> if you live in like fucking Virginia or somewhere yeah. it's like on the border. You, you could know the person who's Easily. facing you, sure, and be like, "Best of luck to you, Gary." I, yeah, I hope I do, and don't get you. I don't know what to think. I was reading this article too about how many murders took place after the war was settled. Where, you know, right. like, where people are like, hey, you know, we're not done, bro. Yeah. You, you killed my whole fucking family. Yeah they're, like, yeah. they're like, cool, Lincoln, we're good. Yeah. We're me, not good. Let me actually. hang on for a little bit and start <laughs> oh, assassinating how, people. But after after what would seem like a lifetime of that sort of witnessing that and doing that and watching things that you recognize as injustice, the idea of someone getting stuck in the blame and, and as, a, as the vendetta in that – I can I can I can see that I, I but you see how that's really it's probably why we're still having problems now. It's <laughs> <laughs> definitely some part of it, right? Yeah, it's like my great 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 told me. Yeah, you know when when people are sort of like dipped in that Kool Aid of because it, my great 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 felt this way, mm-hmm. I'm supposed to too because yeah we're related. So, dude, I'm almost done with this book. Um, I'm listening to this audio book, Empire of the Summer Moon. It is fucking insane. It's all about it the, the war. Um, I'll tell you the guy's name. Oh, Jamie will pull it up. Gary. Fucking Gary. He's fucking Gary. It's, Best um, of luck, Gary. Uh, S.C. Gwynn. G-W-Y-N-N-E. Empire of the Summer Moon. It's all about <clears throat> oh, the, uh, the war with the Plains tribes. The Plains, Plains Indians versus the settlers. It is fucking insane, man. It's yeah. insane. It's like... I all everyone knows that there was European settlers and they had conflict with Indians and there was a lot of things that happened. But until you read like the accounts of all the different battles and all the things that happened and all the slaughters and all the chaos and and the the children oh. and, the, and the and and the messages sent by more violent like oh dude and and you think you're sending one message but you're really giving the the wrong one <laughs> yeah. It, uh, I I can't Im- I can't imagine, and it's so far away for you, maybe you and I. Yeah, that reading that is like it's like when you don't think about it, it's sort of like oh, it's just an app I don't use or something in this day and age. It feels See like. if they have a photo of Cynthia Ann Parker. There's a couple photos of this woman who was a she was kidnapped by the by the Comanches when she was nine, and her everyone in her family was 
brutally murdered. There was a, a raid on her town, but they kidnapped her, and she became a part of the Comanches. Uh-huh. And she married a chief and had babies with them. And then they they've captured her again when when, when these uh, settlers. So this is a photo of this lady. The- this lady became a Comanche and then fucking hated coming back to civilization. Oh, she was the Comanche finally lost, and that's what was she was yeah. kind of forced to do is re- be re-kidnapped. See, that's a famous photo of her, the one that you just had, Jamie, in the left-hand side, because she's breastfeeding, and she has a, a bare breast, and she's doing this, and they, they used it for some sort of newspaper story, and they Probably never did him. that with, with like, like a regular white woman. They did it with her because they wanted to show that even though this woman was raised uh, you know, until she was nine years old by white people, she became a savage. Uh, <laughs> and that's why they have her there breastfeeding her half Indian baby. It's it's so sad, man. The story about her is so sad because she didn't want to go back. Well, what she do you kept think, trying to escape. What what do you think the you know, everyone does something with some intention that, and I think mostly people think they're it is a good intention, whether that works out or not. Mm-hmm. But what do you think the the thought process was behind being Comanche, slaughtering everyone else and saying, we're going to keep this this gal and, and and then kind of take her into the fold. That sounds well, like a lovingly lovingly taken into the fold. It was uh, so more pragmatic, apparently, according to this book. They, they didn't have a high birth rate because women would miscarry a lot because they were on horses all the time. Yeah. Because they rode horses. They were, they were a wild fucking tribe, man. It was really amazing reading the accounts rough, of rough, what, what right? their life the was. Just so rough. But they didn't have like pottery and baskets. But they're, like, and, but they're rough. Yeah. I mean, they were, yeah. they were war like They were all about time, war. That was know? their whole thing. And war with other tribes. Yeah. They, just Previ- as much. Previous. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. Before the Europeans came, they were fucking everybody up. They mm-hmm. fucked everybody up. The command Comanches were just ruthless, man. And yeah. all they did was kill buffalo and eat buffalo meat. They were just eating meat and just riding horses and fucking people up. Okay, that, that part sounded delicious. Amazing, right? <laughs> buffalo meat, open fire. I mean, there's something incredibly Hanging with romantic with your, your family, about it. you know, just with a... <laughs> it's one of the things about Native Americans versus the Western settlers or the, 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 the people that settled is that no one ever... Like Native Americans never wanted to join European civilization. It was not their thing. Well, but, yeah. but Europeans did yeah. join these tribes. Not just the Cynthia Ann Parker lady, but a bunch, a bunch of people just made friends with the Indians, learned the language, and became a part of their culture. And they were like, "Fuck you and well, your you, yeah, fucking you, stores and all your bullshit." You want to have tea in the middle yeah. of the day here, dressed like that? It's right. sort of like settlers come in, and what they're what they're settling for is that they're going to try to make the rest of the world look like what they are. Yeah, and they won't be able to, so we'll settle for whatever we get. Yeah, <laughs> and, and then there's these other people that are just sort of living good downstream. It seems like the settlers are fighting upstream always, and the, and the Indians are just living downstream. They're going with what's there. Yeah, they're, they're going they're, with what's they're there. They're becoming part of the land instead of we should really force this thing into make it sit. They were so Obey. fucking ruthless, though, man. So ruthless. It's crazy to read all the depictions, all the things that they did. But it just the, there's so, something so insanely romantic about their life. Like they were talking about Cynthia Ann Parker's, when they brought her back in her 30s, they brought her back to civilization, how difficult it was for her to sort of reintegrate. 
and that she, like the world of the Comanche was like a world of magic, like in that yeah, everything was everything a god. There was, was wind gods and fire gods, and the the trees were gods. There was like thousands of gods. Now all of a sudden, she had to believe in one god, well, or just like um, where you're deliberately blocking all those gods yeah, on purpose right. at every turn, right? Yeah. I mean, because if you, I mean, who's to say that that like really engaging with the gods of the wind and all that mm. doesn't open this thing for you for somebody because uh, there wasn't tons of people like you said trying to be in the white world no it, it was that but there was a shit ton of people a metric fuck ton trying to be comanche and yeah paiute and and yeah. you name it mm-hmm. you know i mean there must be something really wonderful to it just maybe lacking the defense to stop us well it didn't yeah. you know it didn't work like their their magic didn't protect them from the white settlers but there was something about the belief in that magic well only the last spirits. group of them yeah <laughs> it did everyone else yeah. before you right. know it did i some, mean all yeah. things must come to an end and cycle out it's like well what really got them was disease they, they said that disease killed somewhere in the neighborhood of 90 percent of the native americans which is just incredible and that's also the aztecs it's a, a lot of civilizations that encounter these dirty europeans yeah dirty uh, have, fucking you, have diseases. you ever been to teotihuacan no i've never been there i heard it's amazing though something really interesting happened to me there now when i that not only is this square that we went to and stand on this earth mound and this guy whose nickname was Gorilla giving us this wonderful tour, just a spot, the most romantic tour ever of this place for such a rough place. And he goes, wait right here. And we're in this giant square. And he runs down this dirt mound about, I don't know, say 150 feet away, 200 feet away. And he goes, can you hear me? And it was like, oh my God, I could hear him. He goes, this square was built with these mounds here to be able to speak at this voice to 250,000 people. Whoa. And I was like, what? And then we walk. And he, that right I, there? Is that it up there? Well, yes. That screen too. Well, it's okay. It's that way and then go left. You could look this way so you don't have to look backwards. Yeah. So, over here. So, so if we were to see that square, if we were to go straight around that pyramid and make a left, that's where <laughs> those mounds are. And and the the other thing is, and in, in these, that's the same shot from a different angle. Uh, that's near where these high these shaman lived. The shaman had quarters, like an area of this place. Oh. And there was this. There's these um, sort of things. And I said, "What are these?" And they, he said, "They're reflection ponds." I said, "Oh, like for like reflecting." And he goes, "No, no for reflecting." And I'd never considered that you don't oh. look at the stars by going. Ah, ah. But that really, you look down and you mark. So in seven years, when it comes around again, you're like, ah, oh, pattern. Because uh, I'm always like, how do you look up and learn a pattern of that? Right, right, right. But by looking down. <laughs> well, that's crazy. So they had ponds just to look at the reflection of the stars and, and map them out. Yeah, the shaman did. That was like in their neighborhood. And if you, the way you were a shaman is if you had a birthmark on your head when you were born, they immediately were like, two boards, rope. And just put two boards and roped you and Flatten began a lifetime of, of like, so you're a shaman. Which, if you had a lifetime of that, you'd be like, hi, shaman. Sha- <laughs> hey, shaman. I mean, it's, So it's like being born a royal. Squeeze the shaman. But don't even, squeeze the shaman. Uh, even more weird, right? Because it's, you don't have a history or a bloodline of it's, it. It's just It's the study it. of what we are and that that is significant. Mm-hmm. Because I, I fe- it felt to me immediately like, well, everyone can't do that. We need... You know, you don't have a thing on you, so oh, you. Yeah, if you don't have the birthmark. Yeah, I mean that's a really good 
like uh, entry, you know, at the gate. You know, that's the case with the Dalai Lama too. I think they found him when he was. I want to say he was nine. How old was the Dalai Lama when they found him? But they just decided, <clears throat> oh, you're a reincarnated holy man, and so you don't have to work ever again. <laughs> I know, but can you imagine being nine and you just yeah. like have two toys and like, huh? Yeah, like what? I mean- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is the how it goes. You don't have to work, but no pussy ever. Like, what? <laughs> what? What are you talking about? I'd be like, Mom, <laughs> they say, they say I'm, you don't you know, know what you're missing yet. <laughs> yeah, before you know. <laughs> it's just a, a weird choice. That, and then people look to him like there's something incredibly special about him, right? He's the Dalai Lama. But it's not like he went through this long sort of uh, apprenticeship period where he meditated and then became the Dalai Lama. Or no. yeah, out of 20 meditators, you're like, you were the quietest. Yeah, you're the me. best, bro. You The way you focus. <laughs> no, he's fucking nine. Hey, hey, focus on me for a sec. Gotta get out of it. You know. How old was he? Does it say? I think he might have been almost, I think he was a little bit older than 50. like 15, something like that. <laughs> really? See, that seems like well, a rough one. Yeah, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to read on it. It says it took him four years before he actually uh, like took the power of the Dalai Lama. Oh, so he had to have like a little... Found yeah, he, first he, he was coaching. so young, he kept dropping yeah. it. And they're like, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not 100%. They're honest. like, Gary, uh, get over here. <laughs> either way, he was... Does, oh, do you know who else is a, a reincarnated holy person? Steven Seagal. Well, duh. They re, they, they've <laughs> decided one day, oh, you, uh, you must be some spiritual creature from another life. You, well, that actually back. sounds right. That's a fairly good description of him. <laughs> You're a creature. You're a physical a creature. creature from another life. But that's like, yeah. There it is. In 1997, Lamar Penor from Pay Palul Monastery announced that Seagal was a Tolku, <laughs> and specifically the reincarnation of Chungdrag Dorje, a 17th century Turton. That sounded which is a treasure revealer. That sounded like me reading in the fifth grade. <laughs> it seems like it too. Lampor Rinpoche from Palio. Palio. How many times do you think that got him laid? Um, twice. Three, at least three. He's, well, no, he's got one in each hand, right? <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be someone that had sex with him because they really thought that he was a reincarnated holy man. Maybe like someone from another country that didn't understand him. Well, maybe well. it was Lama Pen or Rinpoche from the Palio <laughs> Monastery. That's kind of hilarious. <laughs> The only way to pass this on to you. I mean, someone... Is he, anal. He tricked somebody. Um, <laughs> that's incredible. I, I, I wonder how many people that works as an expression for versus the amount of people that are like, what do you want on your sandwich? You know, like, he's like, well, I'm a magical being. And it's like, would you just order your food? <laughs> <laughs> when you went to that to the, that, the Aztec temple mm-hmm. as a musician, when you're sitting there, did you like? Did it make sense? Like the acoustics, like the way it's set up, does the the, the way the sound works? Does it make sense to you? Like how it really, they constructed it it? It, it, um, it? it left a very lasting feeling of that we're supposed to be here, <laughs> and that um, you know. It just it really restored a lot of faith in humanity. I, I didn't focus on the ritualistic murder that was going on there. It was just the, the that's the one set of people. The other mm-hmm. set of people built this, and they knew, right. and they knew. And you know, much like the great pyramids that are really you know in the shape of Orion's belt, exactly that same concept of like what's going on here matters. Mm-hmm. And if if that is your focus. Think of how wonderful it could be, you know? Like, the, how did those people know how to make that with no 
without the you know they say without the wheel that would be like really hard that seems insane <laughs> yeah the aztecs didn't have the wheel right allegedly yeah. Yeah, how the fuck did they do all that? Well, at least the way they did it physically, you can kind of, like, they, we know that they, they murdered 80,000 slaves in a period of just a few days after the construction of that temple. Yeah, so that was like, don't tell me, actually, don't worry about it. I'll take care of it. I think they <laughs> like knew say, that they were going to be slaughtered. I think it was kind of like part of the gig. Yeah, well, uh, I... Maybe I'm wrong with that. I might be wrong about that. Well, I, I, I it, it doesn't... With that many people, it wouldn't sound surprising that you'd have some cooperation. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to imagine 80,000 people at once going, sorry, what? And not being like, well, fuck this, man. Yeah. That sounds like a cooperative event to me somehow. Unless they were somehow or another locked up and they brought them out one by one. That's an awfully big cage you've got there. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, 80,000. That's quite an arena. Yeah. Yeah. Like you'd have to build an extra one of those just to hold them. Yeah, that's like a giant football arena it, it, filled with It's people. that big. Yeah. It's that big. And and um, the, what struck me as just the, because I play music as I thought, okay, the, that means these acoustics are so perfect. Like who th- how do you discover that? Are you in a canyon and you're right. like, wow, this sounds – can you hear me over there? And and, right. and then you st- sort of tr- triangulate and start doing the geometry for how that works. And like, oh, quick, someone invent geom- geometry first though because I don't know. It's I mean, how does that you know, manifest itself, that right. understanding? Yeah, how many thousands of years did it take before they figured out how to construct something? Yeah, like where that? someone on their deathbed is like, wait, one last thing I gotta about th- acoustics. Sound kind of bounces <laughs> off shit. You gotta- but it's got to be shaped like this yeah. with the Pythagorean theorem, I, you know. I've never been to any of the Aztec temples, but I went to uh, Chichen Itza and saw some of the Mayan temples. And it just, they're, they're, whenever you're at, at a place like that, that's just magical, that's so fucking old and so amazingly constructed you just think what the fuck was it like to live back then yeah. like do we have a terrible idea of what they were like, like of course yeah we don't know well but it, it, it sort of dawned on me at some point that it was like oh you mean the people that wrote our history was wrote it as from the perspective of by the way we're way better way better but okay here's the story of these other people yeah right <laughs> you know what yeah, i mean yeah. like by yeah. by some kind of dickhead winner Right, right, right. A yeah. dickhead winner with guns. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. before we get started, I'm better than the person I'm going to tell you about. Yeah. You but know? we can't, even though we can't do what they did. Because what is the emotion when, you, when you're when you in that space? I'm, try, I'm trying to think of the right word to describe how I felt there. Right. And I, I guess... It's I, awe, right? Yeah. It's, it really is. It is awe. But reverence. also there's, a, there's almost, yeah, reverence. And there's almost like a... Some strange gratitude. Yeah. Like where you're like, thank you for – I'm so thankful to be part of this even just by living in a time to to appreciate this. Yeah, yeah. There feels – it's so – it feels like knowledge expanding that I I don't have. So I just feel like, oh, if I could have a piece of – if I could understand a piece of that. But just standing there is sort of understanding it. Right. Know? We have such an egotistical perspective when it comes to our personal civilization that we that like this with the internet and with cars and with planes and all that, this is the best way to There's be. There's a word for it. I can't – Are can you try to find such a thing? There's a, <laughs> <laughs> please? Um, what, what is the word? The, I, I don't, there's a word for uh, – the word – Definition is to believe that the era you're in is the finest of them all. Yes. Up to, up yes. to this point. 
I think. Yeah, I've heard that word. I know what you're saying. That is a. It's some kind of dickhead syndrome. I, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It certainly was created by a man. There's some guy was like, do the yeah. fucking shit. I, yeah, I don't think it was a girl. If it was, she was like one of them alt-right female <laughs> chicks. <laughs> don't, but don't you wish that there was like a supportive mother who was like, yeah, sure, honey, you're the best. This is the best. You're number one. Just le- just don't, worry don't worry about, about the pyramids. Him. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about him, guys. He's fine. You're the best. Yeah, it's like the same <laughs> thing with the Native Americans and the, the settlers, that the settlers were imposing their lifestyle, but the people that experienced the Native American lifestyle, they wanted to stay living like that. For sure. Well, yeah. I, I think because it omitted some of the, so many of the things that the European culture was bringing. Yes. And, and, and I, you can, <clears throat> it seems like, like a distinct possibility that the European perspective – like when Pizarro and all that, you know, was it 12 of them conquistadors killed like a thousand natives in, in, a, in a matter of hours? When, you know, when they land, mm-hmm. they're looking for gold everywhere. Right, right. And at first, they have this, this belief that something big will come across the water and be their god. And here comes a ship with a bunch of dirty assholes th- that literally factually dirty assholes have ridden across a boat. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know... I, I think about that perspective where they obviously were like, these people are nice, but I've had enough of this. They should have invented ships. We're better, so let's kill everyone here. Yeah. Well, Cortez like, and such Montezuma, an ego. That's right? what I mean, Cortez. Yeah. yeah, Cortez. That's who it is. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't know what was going on because I don't think they, previous to that time they'd ever seen anyone on a horse before. No. And and come across – you imagine a big boat and then yeah. a few horses where they're like, what the fuck is – Yeah. Uh, Gary, come over and look at this. It's just – it's impossible to fathom. Yeah, a man riding a beast. They're probably like, what in the fuck? Is- With like rusty armor from yeah. being on a fucking boat for months. Yeah. Like looking like shit, being desperately like, yeah. like the, I, I imagine their relief when they come off on these horses with this armor and all this stuff. And they're like, they're cool. This is going to be easy. <laughs> you know. I mean, I, I, at first they, they must have thought maybe we could do this with some goodwill. But quickly, it's like, you guys are too primitive. We're just going to take over here. I doubt they even thought they were going to do it with goodwill. I don't think there was any goodwill back then. I think people were just murdering people. You you think that there's perhaps that more people took more lives (laughs) in a way? Like for per capita or something? I think that it was a more brutal way of taking lives. I'm I'm sure people (coughs) take more lives today in war. But I think back then it was just, it was hands on. Right, but, but um, it seems like more percentage of the people that are alive had an opportunity or the possibility to kill someone than yes. today. Yeah, too. So it's like if you if you are with 150 people, all of which have killed at least three people. Right, that's an interesting group. And then you land on a boat, and, on and you've been there for months. And yeah. You're like. Maybe maybe you are like, we got to kill somebody and rape something and take something as quick as possible. And you have no idea what the fuck they're saying because you can't speak their language. So it's easy to just... And they're being nice. Yeah. So you're like, they're going to fuck these people up in five, four, three. <laughs> like yeah. that silent count off. <laughs> it's bizarre. Well, all, that's the history of mankind is men showing up in boats and killing everybody that they met. And then kind of doing their own version of a selfie on the dead body. Yeah. Like, Right, Get, getting from this paintings. side, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have, draw me. <laughs> I would I, imagine what it would be like if you could be a fly on the wall when Montezuma met Cortez, 
just to be there and see what that was like when these people who had never encountered Spaniards before and these guys show up in these boats. With two absolutely yeah. different beliefs and, yeah. uh, uh, and perspectives of what's about to go down. What's crazy is that is why Mexico speaks Spanish. Yeah. I mean, people don't get that in their head. Like, oh, Mexico. It's why all of South America, Spanish. except yeah. for Brazil, right. Bra- Brazil yeah. is Portuguese. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I mean, we don't get that in our head. Like, Mexico speaks Spanish. Why do they? And it's has not horses. Spain. <laughs> yeah, Spain's way the fuck over there. How? How is? Where they speak Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it makes no fucking sense. But then you realize, like, oh my god, they were conquered by the Spaniards. Whoa. That's yeah, and a long, long, long time ago. Long fucking time ago. Long fucking because time ago. I, I, because of having a, my music teacher as a, as a young boy drilled the song. In 1492 from Spain through wind and storm and right. gale, the nina, the pinta, the scent. 1492. 1492, which, is, which by my watch is a long time ago. It is, it is, but it's not. You know, like I had a joke in my act about the United States being founded in 1776. People live to be 100. That's three people ago. <laughs> that's real, though. I know it sounds fucked up when you hear Man, it. Man, you funny. Yeah. But when you hear it, it sounds like, is he right? Like, well, that's not right. Well, what's like, funny is that's that is right. totally true. Yeah, it is right. Yeah. I mean, that's... We just know. got here. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's right. Yeah, the thing is, anything that happens before you were born seems like a million years ago. Of course. and uh, But also, 1776 seems like yesterday to me. I wasn't alive, and I'm ready to admit that, but I... I that seems like oh, that is just very fucking close, I'm super sure. recent. Yeah. yeah, I mean, do you think it's possible that a new nation gets started? Is it too late? Because like the reason why the United States got started is because everybody hated how suppressive European civilization was. So they're like, we so should like, wait yeah. till you see how we do it. Yeah, we're gonna fix this. We're this is come gonna, over here. Yeah, in some ways we have right. It's better in some ways than it in used to be. In some ways, in some ways we did more freedom. This, in some ways we yeah, did not. In some way we didn't. Yeah. Yeah. It's like what humans do. We no one ever nails anything. It's just everything's messy. It, it, it's always complicated, especially more people. Yeah. Because anyone that's been to a family family reunion is like has said, "Oh yeah. fucking Gary, really?" <laughs> yeah. You know. Well, then also like the the different environments that people live in sort of dictate their personality. Like you're a desert guy, right? When yeah. You're from the desert. Yeah. What is that? Scorpion. The, the, I'm. Uh, I'm one of the few people I know that's been bit by one. Have you really? Yeah, and, and as I, I was going up to Joshua Tree to this studio that's really just a house. <laughs> and was called, that the one that you guys uh, showed in the thing you did with Bourdain? Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. uh huh. Rancho de la Luna. Yeah, and um, but its magic is is what's missing, <laughs> and I mean everywhere, every, mm. but um, and all that's left is like, what if you just when the tide receded, it was just the idiosyncratic and the previously thrown away, mm. like all in reborn. And, you know, it's just got that sort of feeling to it, right? So, um, and so I was driving up there, and I know I'm a desert boy. I know that you're not supposed to, at night times when everything comes out. Right. Because in the day, everyone is like, oh, really? I mean, everything that walks or crawls is like, and so at night, everyone, everything that walks or crawls goes, all right, let's go. Right. And so you wear shoes. <laughs> if you do not wear <laughs> shoes, you're, it's, you're, you have made a mistake for sure. And as soon as we pull up to the rancho in the dirt parking lot, I open up, <laughs> I open up the door and I'm on the passenger side and I, and I step out 
And I go in to reach for a 12-pack of beer, and something hit me on the foot, and I was like, and I lift my foot, and there's this black, dark brownish, like a root beery brown scorpion hanging from my foot going, hey, 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 hey. And I, and I was like, I, I think it was like, ah! like, <laughs> like a really butch gal who's been terrified for the first time. Like right. And I slapped it. Ooh. And I slapped it off my foot because that's my knee-jerk reaction. And I, as I did that, that's when I screamed and jumped like, you know, like a mouse or something right. <laughs> and, in the car and in the door light of this um uh in the door light this scorpion hit the ground like shuffled itself turned and came right at me whoa and, and was sort of like fuck you wait till you i it scared me it scared me to death came back at you you imagine being that little wanting to fuck up something as big as you well you'd have to right you'd yeah. have to, it wouldn't be it, there would be no bravado at all it'd be like yeah yeah like it would be do. it would be a true believer right that in that yeah. moment, I'm like, fuck this thing. And it is 100% sure yeah. that it's going to fuck me up. And it was right because what am I going to do? Like, I'm going to hit this stinger with my hands. Right. There's no. What was the pain like? Well, at that time, my understanding of scorpions was in our desert, the Mojave, there's two types. And one which is like, you know, 24 hours of central nervous system shutdown. So they can't even give you anything for the pain because the thing that's that regulates that gets like turned turned off or and so you're just like and, and for twenty four hours you're in pain. That's that's that was my knowledge at that time. And the other one is akin to a beast thing. So which one did you get? Well, I had to like track back this was before the internet. And so I go inside and the remedy at that time as as Fred Drake who rest in peace, um told me was to drink Jack Daniels and put your foot in a bucket of hot, like burning hot water, <laughs> which is is a little bit like having a horse on each leg and they take off a different direction. Because like, get the hottest <laughs> water you can take and continue the pain. Like, it's it's such a wives' tale. It's almost like a, a divorcee's tale or something. It's right. like, um, so I did that and waited because I didn't know which one it was. It turns out that the 24 hours one it lives in another desert and more oh. close to Arizona, and that it's not quite as as I've described. I'm just telling you what I thought at the oh, time. Oh, right, right. You just... <laughs> and and it was much like a bee sting. But by the time I I, I realized that, and it swole up, it swole up immediate and looked like it was going to keep going because it got to this golf ball so fast mm -hmm. that it was like, when will this stop? Right, right. But um, it was like a bee sting. But by the time I discovered that, I was so drunk that bee sting sting, you know <laughs> <laughs> so you're just sitting there with your foot in a bucket of hot water getting no, scalding scalding water like, like it was like ah. it's, the hotter it is the better and i was like ah oh, uh, don't dump it imagine if the fucking real injury was you got third degree burns in your foot from the water <laughs> and there was nothing wrong with the bee how mad would you be my, my friend said you should the, the real remedy is you grab a shark and you <laughs> <laughs> stick it up your ass <laughs> yeah. and you totally forget about a buddy of mine was in south america and he got bit by a bullet ant he got hit by a bullet ant on his heel, and he said it was. He said the pain was so bad, but 
it was so bewildering that after the pain was over, he couldn't figure out which foot got bit. <laughs> Wait, because your brain's going like he's, static. He said, "You're it's so confusing. The pain's so confusing. Do, it's for hours." Do Do you think that? Because anytime I've seen that online, where it's like, you know, uh, you know. I'm Dingo Piles, and I right. let a bullet ant bite right, me. Right, we were right. like, Jesus, man, yeah. don't hang out with this person. <laughs> we well, see the one where they put self. it in a glove. Yeah, they, uh, like they, a handful. They, they pull. They, yeah, it's like a ritual that young men have to do to reach the right. coming. Of oh, age that's from, right. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. like jumping off on uh, the, how bungee was invented with no bunge or <laughs> no boing. No boing. <laughs> just rope just thunk. To be a man, you jump off this thing, and it's like uh, I'm starting to identify as a. <laughs> um, uh yeah uh, I I wonder what the bullet ant thinks of all this if it's like no I can never make any friends <laughs> or, or what the fuck, fuck. <laughs> I think they're just violence in insect form don't, don't you th- don't you think that that's if there ever was an alien that would be it would be easy to assume this little bullet ant in space that's just like yeah. and, and then pushes so hard that there's two of them all of a sudden. Well, what would really be fucked up is if bugs were big and intelligent if bugs behaved the way settlers behaved when they encountered the native americans i i, I must say I'm, I'm happy to hear you say that something i say to my kids and i've said to myself for many 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 years um uh, uh is when I'm having a rough morning, I say, thank God praying mantis aren't five feet tall. Fuck yeah, dude. Because f- getting to your car would be a nightmare. Yeah. And and you'd never, they'd just be like, you know, that. Yeah, I was just watching a video of a praying mantis fucking up a, a mouse. They're, they're so powerful, man. It's crazy. Yeah. This just is, to like start the morning. It, it was just sitting there. <laughs> it was just sitting there as a mouse got close to him. And then he, ding, he grabs a hold of him and fucks is him up. That, is that a normal yeah. way you start the morning? Is Me? Just, yeah. yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. There was one with a squirrel, too. It was uh, the praying mantis was eating a squirrel. It's like holding on to this little squirrel's head and just slowly pulling it apart. Oh, there's another one with a lizard. The lizard one was pretty fucked. Look at this mouse. You would think, well, there's no way. I Look, mean, that mouse is just like, oh, well, I'm just going over here, just going to look over here. Bro, they are so ruthless, these goddamn things. And they're so fucking deceptively strong for their size. You look at how big they are. I mean, look at that, dude. If that was five feet tall. Oh, we'd be fucked. Uh, I, I wouldn't. I, honestly, I would stay home and, uh, oh, a lot more. I would be armed to the dick all day long. <laughs> Just fucking everywhere I go. Multiple guns, Kevlar suits. Here he goes. Bitch! And the way they get some is so fucking fast. Well, it, it is a kind of a cool thing that we don't have to, like, die watching something eat us. It's crazy, though, that there's no... It's not a contest. It's Look not at that a, in the ear, yeah. though. That's... Yeah, I, I, eating a meter first. What I'd like to move is that that's not... That's uncalled for. It's rude. <laughs> yeah. You He's eating him ear first. If, if I'm hit by something that's going to eat me, I'm like, don't start at the fucking ear, man. They don't give a fuck. Well, but really, that's is, what you got to hear? The mouse Could you make it any louder? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> chewing. Just like. just like, will you get in deep enough, please? You get this over with, you fuck. And then you just feel the sound at that point. Yeah. Like boulders underwater. It's like. It's just crazy when you look at how big the mouse is and how small the insect is, like for mass of body weight that it's not even a contest that the praying mantis just gets it a hundred percent like it's not like maybe the mouse can get away like no it's over bitch it's a bit like that orca eats the great white's liver thing right right yeah. where for 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 like uh, a thousand nautical miles in every direction every single tagged white shark as soon as that happens 
the radius is like a thousand nautical miles. Every great white shark was like, so anyways, they, I'm, I'm out of here and then takes off. Really? Yeah. So they felt it like they knew? Yeah. Something about the smell of their own de- uh, of that. Really? Or, or whatever that, you know, uh, what is it? The opulive Lorenzini, that, that sixth sense they have. Oh, right. Okay. Some, something about that frequency for them is sort of like, call you back. And, and they just bail. Well, that's like the bully getting bullied, right? Like they're the meanest motherfuckers in the ocean, except for the orcas. Right. I think at this point in my life, I'm like, they don't have hands. So they're like, sorry, I got to try it. What's going on here? No hands. Going to use this. Yeah. Sorry. Because when you when you have no predators most of your time like that. What's up, Jamie? What do you got? Did we mention this before where they only go after the liver? Oh yeah, like creepy. Well, they do some some, some fava fava beans with it, so that's cool. It's probably very nutritious. But they are you kidding? Orcas are the how biggest. How do you do that with your mouth? I think orcas are probably <laughs> the biggest dick of all, because they're yeah. just like, should we go fuck with that guy and grab the liver, or what do you want to do? Well, they fuck up dolphins too. We know dolphins are kind of cute. Well, they, they a big t- dolphins. Well, the the permanent smile, right? <laughs> That's why dolphins are cute. They're just like, hey, because it could be like, fuck you. Well, even dolphins, <clears throat> like dolphins, commit uh, infanticide. They they kill babies. They do it on porpoise. Yeah. Well, they killed their own kinds babies to try to force the female into estrus, and so as a consequence, Wait, female. Dolphins, oh, right, to get them back to yes. fertility. Because female dolphins, when they breed, apparently once they have a baby, they they have to raise that baby for like six years, so they won't have sex for like six years. So what male dolphins do is they will kill the baby, so they force the female to breed again. So what females do is they become hoes. So they fuck everybody and anybody they can, so that if a dolphin runs into her, they go, maybe that's my kid. Uh, oh, right. right. So, yeah, so they're not sure if it's their kid. They don't, you know, obviously, there's no 23 Plausible the deniability. Ocean. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they know that they fucked her. Like what is it, the seven great oceans and me or something? Well, they're really intelligent, right? I mean, they have of a cerebral course. cortex that's 40% larger than a human being's. One, when, when there was that one shot, and maybe it's Blackfish or, or something like that, uh, where – they put a mirror up, mm-hmm. and the dolphins are like going, looking at them. They're yeah. self-aware. The like the I don't, that was an amazing moment to watch. Like a dolphin go, oh mm-hmm. yeah, like with a shower with a hairbrush singing in the mirror, sort of. Well, again, it's like the way we looked at other cultures. We we think we're better, but when we look at orcas and dolphins, just because they can't affect their environment the way we can, like they can't build houses and you know, and create things. Yeah. We assume they're not as intelligent. Well, create things that we, we would determine to have any value. In right, our, right. Physical objects. That's yeah. it. But but the way they have culture the, and communication and intelligence. But also, yeah, the, to have the sonar and all that stuff, they're, they're operating with tools that we're like, what? Yeah, we don't even understand what you're huh? doing. What are you oh, doing? you mean, bing, I got yeah. that over here. Bing, it's like. Yeah, they're using sonar and finding objects in the and, water and, uh, and recognizing also, fish. As a, as a musician, I, I at one point I, I I went through this pirate phase of reading <laughs> where you just read about because all the logs are so accurate they had to be to survive. Oh, so you so read the, pirates logs? Yeah, like well, um, the historical version of why did someone why did someone turn into a privateer? You know, charged by the king of Spain to take anything English into the English. It's a pirate. And the, like, how does that? And it was from war slowing down and all these sailors having like, what do we do? Oh, you know, and. The logs are so accurate and and in a very fact, like this is what happened. It's marked mm-hmm. in the log. That, um, that is, 
just great, accurate history of the Caribbean. Well, that's one of the ways we know about what happened with Columbus, right? One of the one, one of the more fucked up things about Columbus is I, I believe it was uh, missionaries that traveled with him that ratted him out about how ruthless they were. Yeah, they were uh-huh. cutting people's arms off. They give him, didn't give him enough gold and dashing babies' heads on the. But rocks. then you wouldn't be able to get any more gold from that person. Certainly, just yeah. The if idea you didn't was bring to enough, everybody else. But if you didn't bring enough as a practical uh, yeah. thing. Like, go get me more gold. You know, cut his arm off. Well, now I can't even bring more anyways. I think the idea was nobody wants their arm cut off, so there's plenty of them. Yeah. Like, just kill this one guy. And the people that do want their, only have one arm, they probably have already done that. Yeah. They're probably. Oh, one of well, them oh, fucked up. The, oh, the reason for the, the logs is the, they would talk about how whales and dolphins, you could hear them singing. Mm. Because there's no engines on the ocean. So it's just... I just the silence oh, of the planet. Right, right. It's just the, they're just using sails. Yeah, and 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 sometimes there isn't any wind, and it's night, where everything comes out to do its thing, and you'd hear this communication, this vast whale song that you could hear around the world. Wow! Because the whales are so big, and that there's this communication, and that they're and how they to they're extrapolating that there's a communication breakdown now because of the noise pollution of it all oh sure noise pollution and regular pollution as well right right (laughs) yeah the constant drone of success yeah you know i mean that's that's where the real horrific death has occurred right in the ocean imagine what the ocean was like in terms of like teeming with life in 1492 yeah i mean yeah because they talk about that trash the thing that really was a uh it was nutrients before (laughs) that's why the animals came there you know, you know about the, you know, there's a trash plastic oh, island mean, the size yeah. of Texas. Yeah, yeah. But um, the, it all gathers there because of the currents. Mm-hmm. And previously, it wasn't an island of, of plastic, but in fact, an, an island of nutrients that brought everything in. Mm-hmm. So it was like hometown buffet for fish things. And, right, right. And now they're showing plants. up and they're like, yeah. Ugh. right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. How's the six pack ring look on me? It's sort yeah. Of, Bummer. It's a fucking bummer. Yeah. yeah. What's up, Jeremy? <clears throat> Did you see what you know, Colin O'Brady, who was on the podcast a few m- sure. months ago now? Yeah, he's going to row across yeah, to Antarctica. Drake's Passage, I guess is what it's called, in this little teeny rowboat. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> he's crazy. A couple other guys he's going to do it with, but he I walked, guess they're going to. He walked across Antarctica. Yeah. Such a I mean, of course. story. How did it, it really? It, it, I can't imagine it. Not being fraught at every other's yeah. footstep. I bet you do that though for like however long it takes him a summer rowing. You come out ripped. I bet you get develop serious back muscles. <laughs> yeah, I would say. yeah, yeah. You know that is a really positive way to look at it. <laughs> yeah, it's a great workout. So if that you want, to if do, you do alive. you want bigger back, <laughs> you want your back to look beautiful. Okay, well, the crew must row work twenty four hours a day, rotating around the clock with little to no sleep. What? Yeah, they're live streaming this whole thing with Discovery. Oh my so like, God. if they die, we're going to watch it. Bro, oh, look I, just, like, I just... The swells I, can tower up to 50 feet high. What the fuck, man? Can you imagine it it's... It sounds so crazy. It sounds so fucking crazy. Well, imagine it's 2, like, 27 in the morning. Yeah. And everyone's asleep, and you're in charge of rowing over 50-foot swells. And how much can you sleep? If everybody has to work 24 hours a day, what do you get, like, an hour sleep a day? Well, you get... Uh, tons of fake sleep. There's the because you're tired right, of rowing. You're in the zone. 
Look at this fucking boat, too. It's a shitty little boat. Can you imagine being the cameraman? That's the most boring thing ever on that. Did you see that cameraman on the back? Oh, that's ridiculous. He's got a row, too, though. There's no one who's just a cameraman. Six athletes, it says. One boat. No chance. No motor. <laughs> They're fucked. Yeah. Yeah. No sail. Oh, God. Why do people have to do things like this? No I turning mean, back. I love talking to them when they come back, but why do they have to do that? It just seems so ridiculous. Good luck. The impossible row. Follow the uh, expedition. I, I, I wonder how you sell that idea to, to like the other rower. They have to be how assholes too. There you go. <laughs> bunch, bunch of crazy assholes to get together. I was thinking about running a thousand miles. Well, hey, before you do that, I got a project. Yeah, it doesn't start with like, hear me out. Just hear me out. Let me finish the, the pitch. Yeah. And then like, do you have to predecess that like that? Yeah. Or do you just gently try to? I think those kind of people. I don't know find what you up to. Yeah, certainly they're yeah. they're near the ore store or whatever the fuck. There are some people out there that just can't push themselves hard enough. You know, no matter what happens, they're like like my friend David Goggins. He ran this uh, Moab two forty. It's a two hundred forty uh -huh. mile race through the desert. <laughs> he um, developed pulmonary edema. Which uh, I guess you get at high altitudes when you're exerting yourself. Yeah, that Everest, like yeah. crazy shit, right? So he goes to the hospital. They treat him. He gets back and finishes the race. So he ran another <laughs> 80 miles after he ran 180 plus with fucking pulmonary edema. Like what? Well, but Are does you... that mean that when you get done, that you're like, good, Whew. okay? No, he doesn't give a fuck. That, I mean, it's He's not really in the ending. Two days. Yeah. There's no end with that guy. <laughs> that that uh, it's. There's no destination at all. There's no finish line. Yeah. 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 It's just like break to take a leak, I suppose. The thing is they know they all know there's other people like them out there. So it's like, they're at the same race. Yeah. <laughs> not even just that. It's just that they're all connected but from the internet, you know. They're all connected through the circles that they travel in. They're connected through just but they but, follow other people like them online. But do, you, but do you think that a drive like that is more an internal one? Or do you think that the competition of seeing what someone else did is is a, what kind of factor do you think that? I think they they both play a factor. It's, it's other people that are pushing it. <coughs> they make you realize that it's possible. And then it's other. It's you. You also then have you, to have some you, sort of insane internal furnace. Yeah. Well, there. I believe when they did some brain testing on that climber fellow that did the um, Alex Honnold. Yeah, uh, yeah. 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 That he just didn't trip out as a. It took a lot more to freak him out. Oh yeah, I'm sure that the, his brain waves were like. Yeah. No, nah, I'm cool. Like when you're hanging by one toenail upside down. Do even talking about him makes me nervous. I've, I, I've had him on twice. Those shots? Yeah. Oh, my are, God. I, I, I shit in someone else's pants. I get so scared. <laughs> <laughs> Let me borrow your pants real quick. <laughs> yeah. Those are great on you. Let me try them on. And then I'm like, here you go. Uh, dude, sometimes it's not even <laughs> straight up and down. Sometimes it's an angle back. Yeah, like. Yeah. Like uh, 15 degrees back, the wrong direction. Like, uh, what? I, do you just watch that and get vertigo where your balls are sort of like, all right. Look, look at this. Look don't. at this. I can, I can. Bro, that, that's way more than 15 degrees. How many degrees is that? If you had a guess. 45. That's like 45 degrees, right? Yeah, uh, yeah so he's that is definitely and he's 45 degrees. Fucking 1,000 feet up in the sky. Oh. But, but uh, oh. do you have to? Uh, my palms are sweaty. Yeah, do, mine do you, are sweating like crazy. Do you, do you have feel, to? Feel that. Feel yeah. that. 
Oh, it's, it's like, I couldn't tell if that's yours or mine. <laughs> Dude, that's crazy. Like instantaneous palm sweat. We need to drink Purell now. <laughs> <laughs> Just light our hands on fire. <laughs> Put our but, hands in the same bucket of water you, you use for the scorpion. You know, right, and ride a motorcycle, like I, I try to stay f- focused and right. be very now. Right, in the moment. Uh, yeah, because it's a requirement. Like when you're sort of like, did I leave the iron on? Right. Uh, that's whenever I've gotten in like a little fender bender. Or, right, right, of course. You know, um, and but- in that, there is no you do. Do you have to stay so in it that there is no out? Or I think so. Can yeah. you let yourself drift in a, like almost like a meditative state and just be like hands? I don't think yeah. you can. I think if you drift, you're fucked. I mean, I think first of well, all. So the how do you stop things? Well, then how do you stop things like you know? Guess who's hungry? Hands up! Oh shit! You know, I mean, I think he does it so often that he knows how to get into that state. But you know, there's also like, look at that little thing. Go that back. State to of disbelief. Record. Look at that little thing he's holding on with his left hand. What's to say that doesn't chip loose? <laughs> What's to say? What's to say? I mean, some of I those mean, rocks. But, but they're, talk they're about not- manifesting that oh. you do it. Talk about saying, guess you know. It's already done. You'd have to say it's already done. <laughs> I don't know what. I think you just got to go left foot, right foot, right hand, left hand. And then you also have done it many times with ropes. But also on when you're on the ground, you're like, want to hang out? And he's like, no. Bro, that looks like <laughs> 60 degrees. Yeah, like, a little more. That's insane. He's like basically hanging upside down, climbing so far above the fucking trees. On They're purpose. Blurry. On purpose. On purpose. <laughs> like, like it's Tuesday there. You right. know what I mean? Most people, you and me included, would be dead. We wouldn't be able to do what he's doing. Oh, uh, I'd be dead of a heart attack on the yeah. <laughs> from realizing I was going to try. And he's such a mellow guy too. That's what's really interesting. Yeah, like look at that smile. That's that's it's like uh, he also just started recently getting injured. Right, I mm. saw that thing. Yeah, in the, the the movie. I tell you what, though, I, I will read or watch anything about Everest or climbing or I don't. Mm-hmm. If there's something. Because I'm always like, well, I'm going to go for that metaphorically. The, you know, but <laughs> Metaphorically. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm going to take that metaphorically. That energy and put it into the <laughs> yeah, guitar. <laughs> and put it into something else. Like, yeah. I don't know, pass those chips over here. Like I, The way I eat. Yeah. I eat the way those climbers risk their lives. See that Sunday over there? I'm going to climb that thing. That's it's just knowing that someone like that <laughs> is out there, though, it changes what our, our expectations are. Like what, what we think of as the, the boundaries of human performance and what someone's capable of doing. Well, it's, cert- <coughs> it's certainly there's a weird um, epiphany when you're watching someone do that. Yeah. Because you're sort of like, I'm doing the exact opposite of this person. That I'm watching. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, just sitting there. Yeah, you're like not risking anything. Uh, yeah, you're just sort of like, thank you for doing this for my pleasure. Yeah. There's a there's a moment of disconnect for me when I when I'm like, I'm going on a hike. I can't finish this movie anymore. Or you know, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not supposed to finish this movie anymore. Well, it's it's interesting because what he's doing is essentially a spectator sport, but there's no audience until after it's done. Right. So it so it ultimately for the. For the climb must be singularly about you. I mean, it must be. Uh, the, I don't know how you how you include someone else during that no. thing. I think it's just all about the moment. I think he's just like I said. I think he's thinking left foot, right foot, right hand, left hand, and you just you just keep going, and you know the path. Well, then that would be akin to, to you know some of the greatest meditative minds that have ever existed. Yeah. Oh, it's gotta be. Because it's one thing to meditate in position and, and, and kind of go deeply within and keep going into the depths, which are 
vast, right? But mm-hmm. but it's different if you said, now will you get up and climb this thing, please? Yeah. Th- no. there, there would be a certain amount of, no, no, I'm still meditating. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. <laughs> right. <laughs> Where you might be like, no, I'm doing this, this so I don't have to do that. Right, to maintain that mindset through action. That's a different kind of meditation because the consequences are so grave. Like huh. if you're just sitting there meditating and your brain drifts, nothing happens. But if you're up there and you're achieving that state and then your brain drifts and you're like, oh, Jesus, what the fuck am I doing? Oh, my God. I've been reading about this. From, uh, I've been watching and reading this woman, Esther Hicks. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's that lady that channels. Yeah, but yeah. but um, putting that aside mm-hmm. to not um, – precondition anyone her her discussions on manifestation and her explanation of of that that the physical body that you have thoughts and thoughts are bigger than your body is simply a a bag that holds your protects your thoughts so they can Mm. occur yeah and that when you think something you you begin to bring it into idea which is on the process to bring it into the world yeah and so when you say i can't um, you certainly cannot. Right. And and that it's okay when coming from a position of I can and it's already happened and mm-hmm. I'm just meeting up with what's already occurred. Yeah. That there's something beautiful there, especially when it's not um, really being wrapped in a selfish thing, but manifesting happiness and, and things you love and that that attracts other – that's what's contagious – you know, and um, so I wonder when I see a photo like that about the connection of and her her point point being is that she's like all day long you're thinking thoughts and acting on them because mm-hmm. the that mind and and body are one they're executing the same process together you know dependently and like I, that is the embodiment of thought and body yeah. and action together. And being ultimately in that vortex of being aware. That Esther Hicks lady is very strange. I'm very torn on that. Because uh, I listened to the actual words and the things that she says when she's channeling that. What is it like? Abraham. Is he like a a dead guy or an alien? What is he? I forget what he is. One of them channels an alien. Right. But I think there's multiple people. But see, the thing is, is I've, I've kind of like was listening Stumbled on that while I was driving, mm-hmm. and, and and investigating or reconnecting with the law, like the law of attraction. Yeah, and and how to like, it's like in, when you get your motorcycle lesson, they tell you to look through the turn because you you tend to go where you're looking. Mm-hmm. You know, not a lot of people are walking backwards and talking to you as they go forwards. Right, of course. And and so uh, that it sort of dawned on me the connection between just looking for something you love. And not bonding or focusing on all the shit you don't like as a as a manner of um, walking towards what what you desire, mm-hmm. you know. And and this kind of uh, reawakening with that concept is is very is just mere you know three four weeks old for me. Really? Um, well, returning to that idea because I had this idea this this concept before of like. Um, Someone's got to make it. Why shouldn't it be? Why it's? Why couldn't it be you? Mm-hmm. Let's 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 uh, let's go for it and really go for it. The only way to make it is to really honestly go. Let's. So do you're it. talking about like your band before you guys made it? No, I'm talking about a way of acting regarding anything. Okay. I, I love music, and <clears throat> and music has always been my way of of um being 
the utmost honest I can be. Um, and I think because of that, it's it, that's what's helped gravitate people that have stayed so long in that. However, also I've realized that I put so much of who I really am in total into the music that there are times that I should have done that in in relationships with friends or or, or, or people. It's like and family and and that it's really it's important to do that in life too. Mm-hmm. You know, to be engaged. Yeah, and also show your real self that kind of where the vulnerability of all that is really powerful instead of weakness. It's the opposite of weakness, you know? And, and so I think, I think pursuing music that way is great, but not if it's keeping you from doing that in life. And so it's not just that I would think that way. So my band would do well. It's that I would think that way so that I could, I could do well. Mm -hmm. I could be well, you know? Right. And, uh, um, and, so that that's why I started listening to her and not seeing any of the opening gambit of of her transforming into um Abraham Abraham yeah. and not caring and not understanding what that means just going like I'm just listening to what you're saying while I'm driving right and um hearing that and the way she speaks uh regarding those things is really fascinating I I I choose to detach myself from judgment yeah, because because yeah. I, I know one thing, nothing. <laughs> well, it's 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 weird because she's saying very wise things, but, right? And, and but it would be a shame to get the just because I don't. Uh, that's not the rapper I would pick. That I don't like the candy inside. Right. Yeah, the channeling part of it. Yeah. Well, yeah. So it's not. Oh, you mean it's not exactly how I would do it? Well, fuck this then. Well, it's not just that. It's like you're listening to wisdom, but are you listening to wisdom from someone who's made up a fairy tale? That's where it gets confusing. It's well, like of, she, of, she's channeling? Well, but Who I, is she channeling? Well, How I, is she doing I this? also think that to be able to learn something, this, this again, this awakening in me is so new. Um, like it, it's, in all honesty, it's, it's like a month and a half old, but it feels really good. What happened? Uh, uh, it's just that, um, you know, um, I think that engagement in life, you know, um, and also, you know, feeling a bit lost and, and not knowing how to ask for, how to ask for, um, help sometimes, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and, and not really knowing something exists at all. You have feelings, uh, that's a little too vague, but I, my, my point being that like, um, all of a sudden engaging in something, engaging in something that you're that you really love not focusing on the negative part of it mm-hmm. but really chasing after that thing that, which makes you feel good so you've changed your perspective you've changed yeah, I, the I, way you focus on it absolutely and yeah. in fact uh, and in fact that i've realized like um what sort of you know it's fine it's fine to be afraid of shit you know yeah it's fine it's not fine to go like nope that's not uh, not that's not over there but Right, right, to deny it. Yeah. Uh, how can you get stronger unless you turn and really, really look into it, you know? Right. You don't want to be paralyzed by fear, but there's nothing wrong with being aware that something scares you. Yeah. 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 I mean, I really, <clears throat> um, nine times out of ten, you didn't need to be afraid of it. And that one time you do, you know it's true and you know what it is. Right. And and that seems like a successful, and, and in dealing with that too, you get the chance to say, um, 
I, I can do this. Is that lady still alive? Is Esther Hicks still alive? <clears throat> I have no idea. Uh, maybe I could get her in. Have her uh, go, uh, go wonky on I, me. I, I, think, I think it would be interesting because you'd have to separate the things that don't fit, right? For right. You. Well, one of the husband has to be there with everything, too. <laughs> Jerry, like he, he, talks. he died. Uh, as he I died? listen, oh. see, without having no preconceived notion and just hearing this as I drive, that when the next YouTube thing started playing, I was like, who is this? Who's Abraham? There's mm-hmm. no. There was no context for me right. i was just listening to the words right and i was like wow this is fucking great yeah you know this is great and um and kept listening i was driving to the desert and doing this other stuff and, and you know what's interesting about it it's remarkably consistent like it she doesn't say anything that's really foolish and she never changes her tune right about look um and i and i started to dig that she was saying we because until I understood that she was like channeling something, I thought it was just a really beautiful way of saying, we, mm-hmm. what we want to tell you is like, as if you were already there. Right. And, and really what she was talking about is already being there anyways. Like you will have an idea. You will form a habit of one type or another. Which one would you like it to be? Mm. And, and, um, and know this, if all you can focus is on what sucks, but is yet to be just wait a sec. It's common. <laughs> and mm. and what, where conversely, if you were like, I ain't going to worry about that because I'd like as much time without it as possible. Let's focus on something I do like until right. shit gets here. Yeah. That you naturally look through the turn. And as long as you're not trying to turn into a wall or a cavalcade of shit. Right. But if you're trying to turn into something you love, you actually will turn into something you love. In that case, you should probably embrace challenges, right? And you should probably welcome them because when they happen they will test you and then you can figure out whether or not this philosophy is actually well i mean i have been i have work. been i have been testing cuz you know i i've always like dealt with difficulty by shielding it putting it into the music or putting it into the, some dark closet somewhere you mm-hmm. know what i mean right cuz that's just you're taught to do that right yeah. like like gnash your teeth and and Grin and bear or it. Or ignore it. Or, ignore it. Yeah, like, yeah. that's what the rug is for, sweeping stuff under. Right. Where you're like, oh, right. really? And But that feels like building a dam or something mm-hmm. To when really you're supposed to let that river of, of fear or whatever go with it, go downstream with it, stop fighting it. Yeah. Because you dam all that shit up, put it in the corner, bury it behind, and really one day it just, like gives you a massive bath of your fucked that damn breath. that whole law of attraction thing is very strange to me because i feel like everybody's trying to describe something that <clears throat> there's some element of truth to but that it's really complicated and it's not as simple as think it and manifest it there's yes. a lot of discipline involved in that there's a lot of hard work and concentration and thought and doubts and hopes and dreams and there's a lot of other things and then also fortune well there's a I, lot of a lot I, of people I, I feel like when those when it, I I could never I would never use that for fortune for me the fortune would be like um that your relationships and emotional uh, connections get deeper. Yeah, I don't mean fortune. I mean being fortunate. Fortunate, yeah. I mean being lucky. Like we're we're lucky we're here. Well, we're blessed we're here. Yes. But yes. it's not really lucky. And I think that's one of the main things right there is mm. understanding the difference in in thought because ultimately what you're saying what one is that hard work that you're talking about and all those things are, are sort of getting out of your own way and unlearning how to say, how to be so doubtful about it all and just say, 
I'll take, I'll take something I like and I'll just think about that for a bit mm-hmm. and, and let that be the first step and then go, what do I keep going down that river downstream of that idea, mm-hmm. getting closer and closer to something you really love because saying, you know, saying I don't like this water bottle sucks, but, but saying, um, but at least I don't have to drink it is one step away from that. And if you just keep taking those steps away and going down that river, that's the right direction to be going because focusing on this is like, how's that going to help you? God, it's got this blue binding and it's, well, it's certainly not going to help you to, to think about how fortunate you are. Yeah. Is it? I mean, I guess it kind of is. It's, it's, it's blocking you. Well, it's blocking you from feeling fortunate, but saying at least I don't have to drink them every day is turning the right direction and heading towards how fortunate you are. Mm-hmm. And if you keep taking those little direct that those steps, then soon you get to like, I feel fortunate to be here. Right. And I feel fortunate I don't have to think about this bottle of water all the time. That's but, quite you know, nice. Genuine gratitude. Also, it clears your mind <clears throat> if you do have, if you're thinking about positive things and working towards those things, it clears your mind. Uh, of a lot of the just the the natural traps that we set for each other. Yeah, dumb nuts baggage. Yeah. Those those hurdles we make are tailor mm-hmm. made because they're made by you for right. you. Right, right. They How could really, they not work? Yeah, they but, highlight your actual real insecurities and fears that you know you have. That absolutely, yeah. and 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 you go, this and is sure to that. trap someone because look, ah! and then yeah. you're in it. Yeah, because you made it for you. It's like, yeah, it's me to trap me. And uh, and I think what I like about what I heard her saying is that because it came from no context whatsoever and I just heard the words, it, it said, can you get out of your own way? Yeah. That's what I would like you to think about first. What is that? There's an ancient tale, the tale of two wolves, meaning how to live your life, um, that like you, yeah, the, I know one it. wolf is filled with fear. And how does that go? Uh, my you know my mother just gave, just gave it to my kids. Really? They're, they're, How's it go? Um, it is, uh, paraphrasing, you know, she bought this frame thing. Like, you know, um, there are two wolves, and uh, one is anger, and and one is like love, and mm-hmm. and and, and um, they both exist. But ultimately, it's like which one are you going to feed? Yeah, that it's it's really the. I, I think I'm correct in, in saying the it's ultimate something goal like, is, Yeah, you're paraphrasing, but it's something is, like that. It's the one, how, the, the one that survives and succeeds is the one you feed. Well, the, I think the younger um, you know, Native American says, well, how do, I, how do I know which one? How do I not let one take over? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, which one are you going to feed ultimately? Right, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, the more you concentrate on positive things and the less you concentrate on negative things, for sure you're freeing your mind up and you're, you, you gain the momentum of positive thought and the momentum of, of living your life with positive thought. It becomes easier to do right, and more and that, rewarding <clears throat> to do. I think, but I think it's also necessary to say I'm not talking about walking around in collapse like going, <laughs> right. it's just uh, um, like – Smile, smile. Yeah, you know what I mean. Being and nice it, and in action. You're and, talking about this. You're not talking about this like in some sort of a, a random. Well, it starts with a thought. Mm-hmm. It works into an idea, and then manifests itself into like a smile or just. It's nice to to do something nice and also understand that I'm I'm not talking about walking around like hi. Yeah. You know, like I'm not talking about being some goof tits, dumb nuts motherfucker. That's I, what I'm saying is um, do something. Do something nice and start that way yeah. and, and leave it at that. And <clears throat> I think there's something to 
when your when your thoughts are filled with this, there's just frankly less room for me to think about this water, which I dislike. Right. Just there's just frankly there's less real estate. Right. You're because using I, your real estate on positive things. Yeah, and, and and because of the contagion of enjoying it, mm-hmm. of because things that are positive are essentially what things I like. Yeah. I'm enjoying being here, so this water doesn't really. I don't have real estate for that. Right. I, right, I'm, right. I've I've got too much uh, enjoyment and to be here, <laughs> you know, and uh, and that, yeah, that'll do. Now this Esther Hicks thing. How did you get into this? Completely by accident. Or not, <laughs> meaning, <laughs> meaning, um, you know, <clears throat> I uh, the just sometimes things just slam down on the table and say you got to be engaged. This is the moment to do do it or not. Right, and nothing incites a change like that. That's it's sort of a gift, actually. It's saying it's struggle now, but if you struggle through this, it's going to get better. You know, and and I love, I I and. I'm actually really thankful and appreciative of that sort of moment. I don't mind the risk of all that. That's what it's all about. How'd you stumble upon it, though? <clears throat> I just was like looking for like looking for through the law of attraction and 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 finding a way to change my thoughts to some, to things I loved. And I listened to a couple. I was driving, and it just clicked onto her as it auto played, and there it was. And as I said, without any sort of judgment, and I'm the last person that's kind of a joiner or would be accused of being hippy dippies mm-hmm. or whatever, like kind of like someone who's scared would say, <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it just made sense to me, almost the calculus of it all. It's a complex problem, but get out of your own way. Keep it simple. Listen. But she goes further than that, right? She she actually talks about your your thoughts manifesting reality. And she talks about how what you're doing with your thoughts and the way you think and the way you sort of interface with reality is you're creating reality with your mind. Right. Um right. And <clears throat> and I'm choosing um how I want to take that and and, mm-hmm. ma- and have that mean something to me. So you're finding uh, an application for that in your life. And so. also I'm um, within the, within the spectrum of all the things she's talking about. I simply am looking for ways to, um, in my immediate life with the people that are close to me, how to be more engaged and how to be more engaging myself. Um, uh, because, um, I, as I said, I've had a lot of troubled times in the last few years because of just feeling lost and not knowing how to deal with that. And you, you always put that in your music. Um, but maybe I should be putting it into more than just that too. Mm-hmm. It doesn't negate wanting to, your music to be truth. Right. That's what it's for. But also it should be inspiring to do point that in other directions too. Are you bringing this to the band? Like if you said, uh, hey guys, uh, listen to this channel here, lady? No, no, no. Because I mean, I'm surprised I'm sort of revealing it here. It's like, it's, um, because I'm not a disciple of anything. Yeah, but it, listen, I don't think there's anything wrong with it, honestly. Because, well, I mean, I've listened to it, too. I've let, a buddy of mine was really into it, and he turned me on to it. And I listened to it, and I said, okay, there's a lot of wacky shit going on here. There's like, I think she's channeling a thousand-year-old person, something like that. Yeah, Gary. But whatever, <laughs> Abraham, right? Isn't that, like, I think she's supposedly channeling some ancient Absolutely. person. yeah. But forget all that. The words she's saying resonate. And they're also sort of like consistent across this thing yes. and as i said before i'm i'm mining in a specific vein of like 
okay, the people I care about most, how do we, how do we all grow right at each other? And, and how do we do that? Mm-hmm. Right. Because that is the goal. The goal is to, to be alone. And it's also, whether it's wacky or not, look, there's a lot of wacky shit in religion, but obviously a lot of people find some great meaning in it. You can, this, I don't know how much, there, there's, <clears throat> the world is weird and complicated. Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes you can get real wisdom from shit that sounds like nonsense. Well, uh, if you reserve the right to be surprised by life. Yeah. If you really, if you, um, to have an open mind, you certainly have to unlock the door and open that fucker. That's a great way of looking at it. Reserve <clears throat> the right to be surprised by life. That That is my goal in general in life. And <clears throat> also now it's my, it's my mission because it's a bit like when I used to like mess around with you know, illegals, like the legal sub things that like that. You, Drugs? You, you, yeah. Oh, that I suppose those are in there too. Yeah. What'd you mean though? You <laughs> said illegals. I meant, I meant that wrapped in other stuff. So I didn't have to just say, say that. Oh, okay. oh, but then I think I just gave that away. Okay. Now, um, <laughs> those things, those things are sort of like, I tried all that for too long mm-hmm. and that didn't really go anywhere. So what else is there? What right. else is going on? Right. So and, you tried drugs and then you're like, well, there's got to be something else that's going to fill this void or give me some peace or. Uh, yeah. Or like, um, I certainly can't stand here. You're either growing or dying. Right. And since I'm less interested in dying, I'm like, what else, yeah. what else do we got? Right. I mean, I think for a while it was, uh, you know, my next thing is, is, um, well, it doesn't matter that I, I think what's important is when you said, are you bringing this to the guys in the band? I was just about to say yes until you said, are you telling her about this lady? Because to, to me, you're she's bringing less the important. lessons that you learn. Yeah, I, I'm like, oh my God. Because I think I've always looked at music this way where it's like locks. They have these concentric circles. And at, at one point, they all line up. Mm-hmm. And you can see through the door to the other side. Mm. And once you've seen it, you can't unsee that. If If I have a song and... We have to, and you, those concentric circles line up. It almost feels painful or criminal not to go to the other side mm. when you know it gets so much better there. Right. And and uh, I feel like what I've been kind of learning is I also should apply the same understanding to the people I care about. You know, mm. like um, if there's a way for us to have something more meaningful, that's all that being meaningful is. Like money is green paper. You know, these are like it's fun to have collect things, but who cares? It's the it's the relationships you have, and you know when you have kids and stuff, it's like having enjoying that shit, even when it's rough. That's that's the thing to get good at. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, you'll have plenty of time to dial alone as you were, you know, later. Yeah, you know what I mean? And uh, so I feel like. Um, that's what I'm kind of getting from that, from what she's saying. Mm-hmm. And so it's that works just fine. Yeah. You well, know? if it works, if it works, use it, right? It's not It's not exclusively that either, you know? It's just like... Uh, it's a tool. Yeah, it's one of the tools that I would use in every situation is situational. And so I, I feel like what's great is to have a bunch of tools and not pretend to know. I always want. How, I mean, I try to ask this to as many musicians as possible. But how do you guys create music? Do you do you um, write stuff out and then come to the band? Do some of the guys bring their own ideas for for a beat or for a concept? Or well, you know, um, I like the randomness of it all. Um, and and again, 
I, I love collaboration. I've never done anything just me all by myself. Um, that doesn't there, – there are times when I make – you make a request of people you play with where you're like, I hear all of this. Can we just try that first? Because – and I like to do that when someone says that in return. If, they, if they're like – sometimes you hear everything all at once, and that's a, that is a gift, and you kind of don't want to mess with that. You want to at least start from that point. Because if someone does have an idea, at least they're starting from understanding where this, how this is. And so their idea, if they have one, is rooted in this instead of being kind of arbitrary. You know, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And then, so, <clears throat> but it's great to hear that and also be asked to kind of be a soldier sometimes. Sure, I'll play boom, 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 right. boom, 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 because I'd love to hear the, all these puzzle pieces together. Right, too. right, right. But it also, so you respect their <clears throat> their idea, their vision, whatever it is. And you're just trying to help them realize it. Yeah, sometimes you sometimes know. it's like that, and sometimes I'm requesting that, and mm. there's a way to communicate that that sounds mm. exciting. Yeah, and yeah. and you should because it's a shame to be misunderstood in that moment when really what you're saying is, oh my God, I have this idea. Can we try it just like this for? A start and once you're emerged in this understanding your ideas to better it will be based in understanding this you guys yeah. are very unique in that you don't sound like anybody else but like, that's the point yeah it is the point that, right? that in fact in fact i always looked at that like well that's the minimum obligation right is to mm-hmm. not is to not you know not sound like other folks yeah and the men without hats too you know it's like what's the point you, you already have dance that if you want to i love that song it's a great song <laughs> yeah it's great because it's sort of a challenge yeah you can leave your friends behind yeah you're like what the fuck why, why would yeah. it if they don't know? dance they're no friends of mine <clears throat> yeah like <laughs> sort of like drawing a dance line in the sand you know yeah. it's a great song um, it is but i, I but also there's there's the, those are the kind of two ends of the spectrum right mm-hmm Hearing hearing someone's honestly and do and and explaining yours honestly and asking for help to to do that. Well, your your stuff is not just <clears throat> unique; it's unique in itself. Like your songs are different. Each song is different than the other song. There's not you, you don't. There's not like a Queens of the Stone Age sound. Well, I think uh, there's a band called Ween that I love mm-hmm. so much. And early on, my first band, Caius, that was trying to sound like itself itself, but singularly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was feeling painted in a corner a little bit by the fact that it had to be in this mode. Mm. And um, we toured with this band Ween because who would play anything. Do you you know who they mm-hmm. are? Sure, yeah, and yeah. They're so brilliant, and they'd play a Mister. Would you please help my pony? Where right. you're like, what? What the fuck is that about? And then they'd play Riders on the Storm for 28 minutes, wow. and it was fucking incredible. And they never sound checked it. You're like, you Whoa. just know this. <laughs> And, and and what they were was free. Mm. They said, and then they did a country record with all these professional hired gun country, you oh, know, wow. and and it sounded incredible because they were like, because we can do that. Why can't we? Yeah, that manifesting what you love, period. And so, <clears throat> I just from being around them and seeing things like that, and then starting this desert sessions project, which is what I just put out recently, where it's just collaboration and it could be anything because it's not all you, you know. Mm-hmm. But yet it's you. And so it was. that's how Queen started was like, what if you just played anything you thought was good, no matter what it was, and you let every song. I had a friend of mine once say to me, you know, not every song can be your best. And I, and I just looked at him and I was like, why? What? What is that? Why is that? I don't even know why that has to be a possibility. Why not? Yeah. What if you, 
if you see through to those spinning locks through to the other side and a song could go there, you should take it there, right? I mean, that's what we're supposed to do. Yeah. And it's a weird pessimistic attitude, isn't it? Like not every song can be your best. And, and it was like, oh, I see you're talking about, are you talking about yours? <laughs> <laughs> talking about yours. And yeah, I see. Uh, do you remember how when before the internet, like there was a lot of bands that would put out like a few hits on an album, but then the rest of the album would it almost feel like filler. I, I, I Again, that's another thing where I, it seemed to me at one point in the, the, my hope was that, okay, in the spirit of trying to do something different, I call it unsupply, undemand. You know it's out there because it's out there. Mm-hmm. What's not out there that would be interesting to hear? It's, tell me what, what you don't think we need, and let's start there, right, for, for just trying to fill in the gaps and beautifully fill in the gaps of what's not represented. And, and thereby having this limitless ability to play whatever you thought was right in the moment, as long as it was honest, then you'd be fine, you know? And, uh, and so that's always been, I just, I feel like it would be fun to try that. Mm. So that's why it's so jumps around stylistically, but I do think people listen to whatever they think is good and they don't care about genre. What, unless you're a teenager when that's important to you, or that certainly was to me, um, why is genre important? That seems like if you work at a record store, it's important because you're filing these under like, you know, nose flute in the key of F. Yeah, I don't give a fuck about genre. I give a fuck about good. I mean, I, I listen to country. You have a taste I vein. To metal. And yeah. if it, something runs yeah. over it with its truck tire, you go, yes, hey, fuck, I'm that's in. That's good, yeah. I, I'd love to lick that again. Well, I just, yeah. it's, you know, I like a song where you can tell the band made something that they like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, this this is another thing early on when we left the desert and my first band, Caius, and we were so proud, like, we we knew we sounded different. We thought this is cool, and so we, you make records you love, and you listen to them all the time because because it's like you're supposed to make your favorite music. I mean, I was 15 years old. What else was I supposed to make? I can't wait to make the music I hate the most. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense, right? I just want to do weddings. So you meet you tour with these bands. And you're like, do you guys listen to your records? Because we would be in the car on tour listening to our records and then play our records, and mm-hmm. and they'd be like, fucking hate that thing, and I'd be like. No, I said, do you listen to your own music? <laughs> like, I couldn't understand. Right. Why, what's wrong with playing your favorite thing you always wanted to play, but it's not out there, so you create it? That's our, It seems like that's the job, actually. <laughs> you yeah. Know? And how can, you lo- how can you love my stuff if I don't? Right, right, right. What, what are the fucking chances? Like, 0. 0.0 is... Well, it would be a, such a prison. Imagine if you created a genre that was super popular and people really loved it, but you fucking hated it. I did. <laughs> <laughs> My first band, there was, um, this really wonderful thing happened. The fans took over and they own it because w- we stopped. And so they took it over. The fans kept it alive. And some people gave it a name, Stoner Rock. But to me, Stoner Rock was like, Aussie when I was a kid, mm. like the Aussie baseball shirts. And sure. I wanted to be a punk rocker, and it's like, don't stoners over there, you know. And so stoner rock, I was like, no, no. And plus, I don't want to wear that. I, I I can appreciate anything that I like, so we don't need to call it anything mm-hmm. because I'll just like whatever I like. Right, right, right. You know, you could call it jazz rabbit. That's right. the style of music, and be like, uh, 
fucking fantastic, but I just like what I like in that anyways. Yeah, it's just a noise you're making to, to, to With your face. define it. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's Charlie yeah. Brown's teacher. Yeah. Oh, I love that style, actually. It's yeah, like, exactly. who cares? Right. Like, I like what I like. And, um, and um, you know, you get flack for that stuff for not like, no, sit here, wear this. And I understand, too, because it's good to feel part of something. How, when you say but, you get flack for it, how much do you pay attention to criticism? Zero. Good for you. Uh, I, I don't. I haven't read about myself in over a decade. That's amazing. Way um, to go. Well, the first time I did, I remember when I got a computer and I was like, oh, you mean they, you can – sometimes I feel like such a like a dumb nuts. Like I'm like, oh, you can talk to someone and like who's like into your tunes? It's like I, I – right. and I did and – you know, sometimes people like to bond over what they don't like. And like, and also they like to pretend, it makes them feel better to pretend they have intimate knowledge of you, Joe Rogan. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing about Joe is, you see. Yeah, what he does. And it's got to be negative. So, always. Oh, because yeah. it, it suggests that we're, we're close enough to, I know his secrets. You know, he puts on a good face for you, but I know his fucking Joe's secrets, man. So the thing about Joe is, and it's, it's a, it's that's kind of an insecurity, and so I, when I went on, I was like, "Oh no, no, actually, I'm doing this." And they said, "You're not the real the," and I just let it be known. Uh, yes, I fucking am. And and then all of a sudden, I was like, "Hey, Josh," how's it going? and I thought, "Oh my god, this is what am I going to do? Go door to door and correct people's perception?" Mm. Actually, what happened in 1742 is it's, it's well, a waste of my time. you can see some people who don't have like a, a wise sort of perspective on the internet getting wrapped up in doing just that. Because they- see them responding to criticism and going after people. And You know what? It's because um, they, they don't want to be blamed. They don't want to be misunderstood. Right. I totally understand. I understand. My wife- has been one of my biggest inspirations ever. And like um, that that thing that I really learned from her is like the you can't blame – when you blame someone, it's like saying to them uh, – when you point the finger, it's like saying, you're guilty before you even have a chance to talk and say your perspective. Mm-hmm. What? How, that's – nobody likes that. You know what I mean? Nobody wants to like start by being blamed for something. It makes right. you shut off immediately. And now you have these disengaged people blaming each other and being mean to each other. And again, if we're talking about doing what you like, I don't like that. And, and, and I also have friends I really love that engage in that quite a bit, and it's a trouble spot for them. Mm-hmm. And so instead of doing it myself, I, I try to like look at that and say, ooh, I don't, I don't want that – I love my music and I try to make it as real as I can and I try to make it as different as I can and that, and I accept if you don't like it but if you have a vinyl or if you have a CD still I love it, it um, if you don't it's still a hell of a coaster right? <laughs> it's not bad you know I mean it could be a worse coaster the art looks cool you know I I need to be okay with that mm-hmm. and accept that shit <laughs> because otherwise what I'm Please like it. Well, you're also you're not looking at with, that review, right? That reviewer is wrong. You're dealing I can't. with unmanageable numbers too, right? Because you'd be interacting with literally thousands of people every day and trying to correct them. And then once people find out that all they have to do to get your attention is to be negative, then uh, I've had moments of that before because um, I really have always cared about fairness and justice. But especially in the last bunch of years, you know, it's like 
um, uh, I have to be okay with what I did for me. And mm -hmm. people don't really know what the fuck they're talking about and what really goes on. But if my expectation is that I'm going to get take everyone to a spot where, like, this is what actually happened. Right. Um, I'll, I'll be sad and You're disappointed. You're also engaging people that don't want you to be a good guy. So yeah. they want to go, fuck you. You just want us to think that. Because, of course. Yeah. Of course. And and um, and I'm actually kind of investing time and energy into like, no, but yeah, but no. Right. I, I mean, You're investing time and energy also into <clears throat> your persona or your public Percep I, I, public perception of you. I don't have a persona. I've had many times where, because of being um, like, uh, like feeling strange about things or angry about things or this, I, I take them out on stage some sometimes because I, I grew up watching bands like and uh, Iggy and all this stuff where sometimes you go see a band and it's scary and it's mm -hmm. wonderful to be scared by it. This music is like, whoa! And everything that comes with it, it's so fucking real. Look out! Right. It can actually drive you backwards. That's exhilarating. And also on stage, that's the place for that. Yeah. Out in real life, doing that like while you're at the ATM, not so much. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But to, to, to cut your tethers loose and go, I don't know what I'm going to do tonight, which mm -hmm. I have done many times and walked out there. But I will embody the emotion that I'm uh, feeling right now. And, and you can go ahead and take that shit to the ATM and deposit that because that's what's going to happen. The problem is, is if you're not doing well, then that's how that. Yeah, but, you're gonna feel that when you get out there. But it is supposed to. Well, um, I'm willing to do anything up there, uh, and I don't know why. Because I feel like that's the place. That's why, because that's the place for it. It's that's the art of it. Well, is, it's also what you said that you enjoy the randomness of it. Yeah, I mean, I think that you're. I mean, talking about manifesting. If you go up there with that spirit. <laughs> That enjoying the randomness of it, then the, sometimes the spirit will move you in a direction that you didn't even expect, right? Well, yeah, uh, um, yeah, because um, you feel one with your actions so in the now, you have no choice. Right. And, and uh, uh, preparation, it's too late. It's, it's already done. The, the preparation is over. It's like a fight. Yeah. That, like, um, you're not going to learn anything extra till it's over. Right, right, <laughs> you know? right. You have to be in the moment there. And, um, I enjoy that because I enjoy that it's too late. I love insurmountable odds. That's all mm -hmm. I need to do something is tell me, like, there's no way you're going to make it. And be like, well, that sounds great. <laughs> you know? mm. well, then why do we have to worry? We're not going to make it. <laughs> you know what I, I mean? There's something yeah. to that. And, um, um, but I also realize like, how um, I guess the manifestation aspect of this has gotten important to me again because it's what I did in the beginning. And as I, you know, have these moments of being lost and feeling like I don't understand what's going on and wondering why, when really it's because of me, you mm -hmm. know, yeah. um, that um, that <clears throat> the best thing I can do, that's why the records have gotten so dark, because that's all, all I'm seeing. And it has to be real. So it is real, dark, you know, mm -hmm. but there's a beauty in that, too. But I don't want to make shit my new normal. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right, right, my right. dad's always like, "Don't get accustomed to shit." <laughs> you know, because it's like once you get used to that, you're like, "This, this, this is life. This is normal, right? Yeah. Is everyone cool?" And and people end up people you love end up going, "No, it's not." You know, and yeah. and you go, "Wait a minute!" But I'm so used to it. Well, how I thought you were gonna, 
hop in yeah. this jacuzzi with me. The temp water is great. It's shit, <laughs> shit water. <laughs> and and I so uh, I'm I'm really like I'm so thankful to, uh, to have like a great group of a family of artists that I get to collaborate with, and like my uh, some great kids. I got three of them. Every time I go in a room, there's another one of them in there. You know, there's so many fucking kids, and and my wife who like really has the courage to help to, has had the courage her whole life to like go that's it's time to to go you know it's right. time to do this like you know um someone that has really inspired me to have a partnership like that is fucking rad yeah and, you know i mean talking about someone that has had a really rough beginning um but never blamed doesn't spend pointing the finger and blaming because mm-hmm. the shit goes nowhere some of the most interesting people in the world are the ones who had a rough beginning yeah because they of the car- cope, coping mechanisms the pinballing ca- yeah, off awful character. and getting yeah. to yeah they wonderful. develop strength yeah well and that's the other thing is the strength mm-hmm. the strength to to go right now and and that that strength for is so inspiring for me it's it gives me strength through her you know yeah it's like that's beautiful one of the things that i always like to talk to people that are famous about because uh, it's that this that word you're famous i don't know if you know you're famous <laughs> it's a weird thing right being famous is a strange thing like no one teaches you how to handle that no one teaches you what to do with and that. no advice will help no advice no right? because you, your experience is so unique yeah yeah and there's uh it's it's a very difficult waters Yes. Do you do you enjoy that notoriety part of it at all? It's fucking weird. It's I, weird. I find it. I, I find it very difficult. It's hard to, to swim. Yeah. It's well, hard to stay it's, in the lane. You um um and uh, you know I think of the King of Comedy. I was like, mm. you know that movie, the, De Niro. Yeah. Yeah, where it's like um, Jerry Lewis is walking and she says, "My son loves you. Can I get an autograph?" And he says, "I'm in a hurry." And she goes, "I hope you get cancer." Yeah. <laughs> like it's it's unusual to deal with that twist. Yes. Yes. And, and also, um, so much of the way I was raised to be private and things like that are looked at as like a diss now, mm-hmm. or like if someone says something bad about you, if you don't say something back, you're a pussy. Yeah. Well, or that like when you don't people by not you're you're not. Um, you, you don't score any points by not defending yourself mm-hmm. to the hilt in front of everybody. Yeah, but I I just wasn't raised that way. I was raised to be like, that's what you, I mean. Well, there's also an issue in this day and age. Like, if you defend yourself against every single piece of criticism, you'll be lost. You will not ever have a life. You do. There's uh, the I, numbers again unmanageable. When they know that you'll engage, yes, you manifest them to come back yes, for more. Sure. I mean, this is the epitome of of what we're talking about mm-hmm. here and and um being able to recognize that just that have that understanding of where it clicks and you go i can't focus on those things right like i have a, a beautiful daughter and two boys um i have a, a a strong lovely wife who's an incredible artist i have this family of people um how about them instead? <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Right. I and saying. not fucking Gary, who lives in Gary. and li- You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just Gary on Gary crime out there. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's, it's a weird lesson to learn, too, that 
in this day and age, this world is very different than it was 20, 30 years ago. The, the access that people have to you. The, but didn't you just grow up yeah. riding your bike around and like Seems be like down it. at dinner? Yeah. Yeah. Like be, be back when the sun goes down. Right, yeah. And you're like, oh, you mean in forever? <laughs> yeah. It seemed like the sun, you know, the days were so long. And now these kids are like, I, I know kids that would prefer to play a basketball game than go outside and play a basketball game. Mm-hmm. And I always right. think, I always think, uh, I think you fucked up. I think that's yes, fucked up. It's supposed to be the other way around. The video game is supposed to be not as interesting. As and then life. you look at like the commercial, like we're bringing people together, synergy, yeah. you know, and like all the shit where you're like, fuck you, Facebook. Well, they're they're <laughs> trying to sell bringing people together, but yeah, exactly. I think it's the entire I, world like, in I, one net. I have three kids as well, and it's insanely hard. I think to be a child today. I think. To be a young adult today, too. I mean, the pressures that people have. There's a, a book Jonathan Haidt wrote called The Coddling of the American Mind that discusses the issue that kids are having today with cell phones and depression and because of social media use and that, especially girls. So many girls are cutting themselves and self-harm, suicide's way up. Dude. And, and there's a direct correlation between the invention of the smartphone and social media and all these things taking Such place. a dick move to call it a smartphone, too. Like, <laughs> it because, is a dick move. Because... It's it's presupposing if you disagree, you You're must be asshole. some kind of dumb nuts. <laughs> like that's so oh, true. What, I'm sorry. Tell me why you don't like a smartphone. Right. That's so it, true. Well, I, uh, uh, uh. yeah. Well, I know a lot of smart people that have switched. I over noticed to you have phones. this shit in here. Is it? Oh yeah. Fuck yeah. Is that okay? Yeah. yeah. Because I'm starting yeah. a little Nick fit. No worries, man. We got a, a little filtration system. We can kick in a little. I went to school with filtration. Nice yeah. guy. <laughs> have him. you tried to? at all to kick those things i did but um every time i have like some type terrible event i I get i guess i get my excuse back right yeah it gives you something like come on i'm always your friend well it's it's yeah come get a hug i'm the only thing that will hurt you later it's not later who's what is later is that even real man taking two minutes off your life those are the end ones those ones suck Camel, ride the camel. Well, and also, it blows my mind that someone goes to work at Philip Morris and has a good parking spot, and like it's the birds are singing. I know. And they're like, "Oh, hey, Sheila. Hey, Gary." And they and they go in. And they're like, "Want to talk to you about this high school campaign in Burma mm, for yeah. sickies?" Like, yeah. are you fucking? It's sort of it's sort of akin to like, uh, like one day I had this thought, which many people have had before me and many after. But realizing it myself that there's these brilliant minds that make these machines um, and craft the whole thing um, and put a button that a moron can touch. Yes. And then it goes, boom, and a nuclear and it's like, bomb goes who's off. This, who's right. the moron now? Right. You, you made all that shit and then you made it easy for, <laughs> for this mouth breather to right. touch button. It should have been complex calculus involved right. in pressing the button. Certainly the Macarena would have to be like face yeah. activated to yeah. do it like, <laughs> so that you kind of look like a dick. Right. If you want, sure, if you want to blow this thing up, you got to kind of hey, embarrass yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> That's a great idea, actually. You know? That's actually a very good idea. Well, a, f- a friend of mine sold a, a really killer house recently. She's a real estate agent. She sold this really killer house to this guy who's in the tobacco industry and we were talking about it. i was like wow this guy's fucking murdering people i mean and, he's kind of just like see you kids later buying a badass house and slowly taking away people's health but i'm in favor of people being able to do it i mean in both sides sell that's, it and that, buy it that's what's so strange is is yeah. that 
I I somehow there's something inside me that um, hates rules so much because before we wrote rules down, there was the sort of organic rules of like, you know, living with people. Uh-huh. Once there's more than a few huts, people are like, all right, no yelling after two in the morning. Do we all want that? And no, no one fucks Gary. He's eight. Right, right, you know right. what I mean? Don't yeah, fuck yeah. Gary. Yeah. And, and then as more people come, those rules organically change and the old ones fade away. Mm. But for me today, it's like, don't walk on the grass. It's like really the best part of this area. Mm. What do you think grass is for, Gary? You, <laughs> um, don't walk on the grass is one of the dumbest things you could say. Or, or, or <laughs> yeah, it's like what are you talking about man. Like, I don't get it. Yeah. And also, you don't care. You know, I uh, so many times you see somebody uh, and they're they're guarding a doorway. No one will ever go in or out of anyways, and they're just mm. sitting there. And and that's when I'm like, do you want a, a water? Do you want like a? Do you want a Dr Pepper? That shit is great. Do you, uh, what do you want? And because I think you don't care about this door. I don't either. You know, what's the who? Somebody does, can, and it's worth ten dollars an hour, right? Someone does that's never there. there. That's yeah. why they care about it because they don't know shit about that door. Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> you know. And yeah. so I, I I abhor things that make no sense like that. I tell you, I'll tell you an example of many times you know you record late into the night. And you come to at three in the morning, you in the streets of the valley, you come to a stoplight and there's nobody coming in any direction. And then you're looking at the light red, there's no one. I just go after I know it's safe because the function for this thing is now gone. Right. What am I supposed to listen? I'm born to listen to the color reds command. I know, but then there might be like some fucking cop hiding. There has been. I've been pulled over for it four, four times. Really? Yeah. What do you say? Well, I said the same thing. We're, we're just two guys in the middle of the night who want to go home. Um, it was safe to go. I shouldn't have went, and I won't do it again. The cop let you go? Every time. Wow. And plus, he had to go through it to catch to even catch up to me. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. What are we doing here? You right. know you don't care. I don't care. I just was trying to go. I just want to go home. Right. And, um, and I won't. I'm sorry. You're a line stepper, Josh. <laughs> smoking cigarettes well, you're a rebel with your gold tooth and your fucking tattoos and your knuckles you're a goddamn line stepper you should talk I know <laughs> well, line stepper takes too. one to know one sir yeah, I understand but, line but, steppers but, but I also I also understand that um, we can coexist and be really wonderful to each other and omit something that we both agree is, if we both say it's yeah. stupid yeah. and we still do it what what are we doing the line is better right exactly aren't you sort of in a minimum style, uh, obliged to even consider stepping out? Yeah. We need less rules. What if sure. it wasn't a line at all and it just like a piece of wood was laying there and then someone picked it up and someone was like, is that a line? What if you're accidentally in a, in a, in a line that has no business being formed? You know, it's like, I don't, I think you owe it to yourself to at least take the minute and check that out. <laughs> if they came out with cancerless cigarettes that were real similar they were just like right next to a cell, like almost indistinct, like that meatless burger. I haven't had one of those. Have you had one of those, Jamie? Holy shit, man. Have you had one? Tacos with it, yeah. Have it, you had, it like you haven't had an impossible. Uh, no. Um, How is it? It's it's probable. It's so good. Really? Oh, my fucking God. It's so good. So it tastes like a burger. Who cares? It tastes real good. <laughs> you know what <laughs> Whatever I mean? it is, it's good. Like I, yeah. I, like I always thought 
the dumbest thing is fake bacon because you're like there's no you have no chance and you should just call it like yeah Lakin or like or Lincoln or something else like away from bacon like it can just be its own thing right you don't have to be like it's fake bacon don't let bacon hear you but we're close and bacon's right. like heard that no you're not I you know, they haven't figured that out yet, but no, they have figured never out gonna, burgers. Yes, yeah. That impossible sausage, I just horked that down yeah? like it's the, the yeah. yeah it's what about a just, impossible just, cigarette? I, I never even bite it. I just I, what, can they have an impossible cigarette? If they did, though, my thought was people would still like if they were really stressed out, they would want the real thing because part of what they want is that fuck you. I'm just gonna fucking smoke a cigarette. You know, that's well, part it's the, of it. It's kind of like the cho- it's like chocolate in its own way. Mm-hmm. It's like a grosser chocolate, I suppose. It's, yeah. But it's that the thing you're doing you know is bad, but you're doing it. And part of you doing it's like there's an acceptance. Well, I blame Matt Dillon for my case. Really? Ultimately. Matt Dillon did it? Yeah, Over the Edge, you know, The Outsiders, mm. uh, oh, right. rum, Rumblefish. Stay gold, pony boy. It's like, uh, like Young yeah. Tufts. Yeah. You know, like... Um, Whatever happened to that guy, Matt Dillon? He still does all kinds of shit. I haven't seen him in anything. You're not looking. I'm not looking. There he is. Look at him. Looks so like, fucking cool, dude. You don't want to fucking do that shit Come when on. you're like, I was, I was like a 12 years old, 11 yeah, years old, hanging out of his mouth. Looks so cool. I'm 11, and I'm like, what's cool? That, that well, guy. that shit is pretty cool. Pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Look at him. Cigarette, motorcycle jacket. Big smile, beautiful face. Woo! Oh, oh! Yeah. I thought you're talking about Matt Dillon or me. Uh, both of you. No, <laughs> but him on the screen, <laughs> no, you right here. I'm just kidding. Yeah, obviously. I mean it's um. No, um, cigarettes are a weird one though, right? It's because they, like, there, but they should be. I I think they should be available. A hundred percent. But just like I think whiskey should be available. Just like I think pot should. I mean, I put a post on Instagram today because Joe Biden wants. Uh, he thinks that pot's a gateway drug and he wants to keep it illegal spoken like someone that doesn't uh, ever smoke pot yeah and also you know what it's a gateway a to past. it's a gateway to like doritos dust on your chest yeah well there's people that say it's a gateway for them but i guess uh, if you were the person who does meth because you smoke pot you were probably going to do meth anyway you probably needed meth in your life well i i certainly think that um that at the end of the day um if they took that money and then put it into less fearful things that work, like mm-hmm. talking about what drugs do and like are, what you might be masking by taking them. Yes. Having an honest dialogue. Yeah. Everything seems like a dishonest dialogue. Like well, we're going to go to a, we're going to have a war on terror. We're going to have a war on drugs. We're going to have a war on this. Yeah. And it's like, um, can we start with a talk about it first? <laughs> no, I have to go right to war. Yeah. You ever listen to Gabor Mate? Uh-uh. I think that's how you say his name. He's a, a doctor who uh, speaks about drugs and addiction. And his take on it is that all addiction, almost all of it, the, the origin of it is trauma. The For origin, sure. Yeah. Childhood trauma, abuse, things that have happened to you that were terrible. Yeah. And that led to you trying to that's escape That's what I'm saying. Blocking, addiction. making a dam. Yeah. Yeah. Because you think that'll stop whatever the yeah. river of pain that you should just be walking along as it's a trickle yeah. and walking through. And this is the current state of the art, <laughs> you know, or the state of the science of and the studies in terms in terms of like psychologists and people that do counseling that understand human beings that have 
addiction problems. So that's one of the, the more offensive things about someone like Joe Biden running for president saying that. It's like, no, you haven't even done the work. That's a, like, that's a photo op moment. Exactly. Like, yeah. And, exactly. and in fact, because I've had so much experience with various things, I got more knowledge about it than he does. Of course. Because I've been through it. Yeah. And, and I understand wh- why I, I would do those things. And yeah. I understand how essentially it's just um, – it's a Band-Aid over an amputee wound. Yeah. And what's really more important is to, like, be vulnerable enough to engage somebody. You know, that w- that word vulnerable, I was reading this book. It's called Daring Greatly by Brene Brommer or something. Like, uh, it's really wonderful. And it even went into the etymology of, of um, vulnerable, the word vulnerable, which is um, a place that's lacking armor. Mm. And identifying that... Um, is a strength because you know where the, the that spot is, mm-hmm. and that weakness is is identifying that spot and doing nothing. <laughs> right, and so they're almost this this um, each a lens of the same situation, but just going in opposite directions. Vulnerability is the opposite of weakness, mm. and and uh, and I think you have to take a chance on people, and you have to take a chance on yourself, and not just be like they're bad. As if they themselves, it's sort of like I blame the devil for the things I do. Mm. It wasn't me. It was the, it's the devil. You know, yeah, right? The, how can how can you stand over a mushroom on the ground and be like, "You're illegal"? What is that? What is it? Yeah. If you say you say you saw me do that alone and point at a mushroom and you were like forty <laughs> feet away, like you would go, "The fuck is going on over there?" <laughs> Uh, you're illegal. Yeah. I want these picked and taken to my house immediately. Well, what's crazy is Paul Stamets, who was on my podcast last week, he's a mycologist. He's a mushroom specialist. And one of the things that he talked about was this one particular area in the Pacific Northwest where psilocybin mushrooms grow. And cops literally wait there. People go to pick them. And then they what a, search what a dumb the people game. and pat them down and take the mushrooms from them and arrest them. What a dumb game. Pluck something out of the ground. Think, look at our numbers. Yeah. Like, what a weird service. So fucking stupid. Go for mushrooms. We'll hey. take you to jail for free. It's What's like hilarious is calling yourself an officer of the peace and doing that. Piece of what? <laughs> piece of the action. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, there's so much peace growing out of the ground there. Well, like, you're, you're actually arresting people for seeking peace. I, I, I find that I don't want to ever get swept away. And in order to make my point, I have to run something up the flagpole of extreme. Because mm. every my, the, the modern word I actually like is spectrum because it feels like a gas tank of a gas need. Like there's right. a blend here right. that we're looking right. for. And so on, this, on the subject of, of uh, drugs and things like that, everything gets run up the flagpole of extreme and put into the same category. Everything goes to full. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know what bad of, yeah, is? It's yeah. all of this is bad. Yeah. Right, right. And, and even down to like be good bro- girls and boys where you're like, mm-hmm. what the fuck does that mean? Do whatever you say? That's bizarre. Yeah, that's not good. Well, you and don't why? Because you're, you're, oh, you're older than me. Right. Your, your parents fucked before mine did. Yeah, that's exactly. oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. That's a great. That's a great methodology for listening to somebody. Yeah, you know, I'm older, and it's like, and supposed to know more. Well, we're also imprisoned by our language to a certain extent, especially with the word drug. You know, because I, the whole time we've been talking, I'm on a drug. I'm drinking this coffee, right? So this is caffeine, and, you know, you've got your drug there. You're sm- smoking cigarettes. That's nicotine. No, I don't. No. <laughs> it's not even a drug, man. Let it go. Yeah. But, I mean, the, 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 the concept of drugs. Like, if someone sees you at the Starbucks cop, they don't say, oh, my God, look at that drug user. 
But that's clearly a drug. I mean, caffeine affects you. There's a reason why they sell venti because people didn't get jacked up enough on a tall. A Jolt Cola. Yeah, remember that shit? Oh, yeah, it's still here. Do you remember Redline? Remember that stuff? No, that's... Redline was a thing that people used to... It was like a workout drink, but people were dropping dead of it. <laughs> it's like... it's and it was What one a great of those, name, though. It was a Red can. Line. Yeah, well, you were fucking riddly... Get the flat line. You're hitting that 8,000 RPM. <laughs> but it's, uh, it's I think, is more than one serving, one of those little fucking cans, too, and nobody reads that shit. But of course says, not. Four servings per can. You're like, what What am I taking a sip and passing around <laughs> to my friends? I love the, the... Fuck out of here. I love that that would be a necessity for a good workout, though. Oh, well, it'll help. Yeah, yeah. There was some shit that you used to be able to buy that I don't think you could buy anymore called Ripped Fuel. I remember one time yeah, I yeah. took it and went to jujitsu class and I almost had a fucking heart attack. I had to pull over to the side. I had to sit on the side of the mat. I'm like, dude, my heart is pounded on my fucking chest right now. I, I you know, um, I rem- it's funny because um, those types of um, supplements. You know, people keep getting caught with tainted things, mm-hmm. and, and you go, uh, "How really is it? Who's making these?" Yeah, you know, does that mean there's also like yak hair in there too on accident, or what? Well, what it is is um, a lot of it is coming out of places like China, where uh, we we had an issue with that with my company on it, where we were selling we sell this thing called. Uh, alpha brain which is a cognitive enhancing nootropic it's a bunch of vitamins and nutrients that enhance the way your memory functions and we got it tested by a third party and found a bunch of stuff that was in there that's not supposed to be in there because and this is what like, happens. like just random lunch extra, meat and- extra, no extra vitamins and shit but what it, what it is is these companies that create these vats for you say if you have a supplement company so they're all in the yeah, same bowl yeah that's exactly they don't clean the bowl out yeah that's really what it is so, <laughs> that's where a lot you, of these uh, athletes get caught with uh, you, like trace amounts of steroids, and it's just from a tainted supplement. You really got to clean your bowls. You got to clean those bowls, dude. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how it works. I don't know how they clean them, but th- but it happens. Apparently, no. Yeah, in some countries, in some companies, some shitty companies that sell a lot of you know they'll have steroids in it or Viagra in it or a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, you, know, you buy in vitamins, you get bonus. How are they cleaning that out? It's like it's they just have pay two guys to just blow into the thing. Or yeah, I don't know. <laughs> when it's empty, it's empty. I don't know. I mean, sometimes maybe they don't clean it at all. They just dump it out, dump out what's in there, and then pour the next thing, and they don't give a fuck. Well, I, I think I, you know. Really, this whole conversation is very connected. It's about the intention and engaging and um, realizing there are no corners to cut. There, there are, you know, every mountain has a valley next to it. That's the way it was formed. That's the mm. way it is. Your deficiency, wherever that is, is almost like a flag. Your talent is right next to it. And per- perhaps that's thing- a really good way to put it for kids. Well, for a kid that can't pay attention in school. I want to be a one. I want to be a wonderfully engaged father. I, I, it's something I love, and it's something that, as they traverse the ages, and you have to keep adapting, the stuff that worked when they were five don't work no more. Right. When they're seven or six. Yeah. When you've only had, you know, you know, like fifty months, two or three months is a, that's a big chunk of those months. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I I. I I think what I love about my wife too, and is that we're, we're both like, how do we do this? Mm. Engaged in that, like, um, that you're learning as they're learning, <laughs> that, mm-hmm. and that that um, that's can be fun too, right? Because you know how many times you catch yourself saying like, getting upset about the perspective of a three year old, right? Where you're like, oh, fuck. 
but I'm not three. Right. Oh, I see why you're upset. I because you're three, and so you think the closet actually has a a monster. A right. monster in there. Right. Oh, well, that's cool. Right. Because I can get my head around that. Yeah. Let's talk to it. Yeah, it's interesting talking to a three-year-old. Like my kids aren't three anymore, but the the youngest ones are nine and eleven. And I remember when they were three, you'd have these really real weird conversations, like monsters aren't real, right? And I'm like, well, monsters aren't real in terms of like the monsters you think, but there's things that are just as scary as monsters that are like a crocodile. Crocodiles are a real thing. And then we would go to the internet and show them <laughs> crocodiles like killing a zebra, and it, which is probably not a smart thing for a fucking adult to show a three year old. But I'm I wanted to well, see you can't like, treat you, it feels like you can't yeah. teach the abstract to someone that's not like. If you were, I love The Apprentice, the guild system so much. Not the show, The Apprentice. I love the actual, get like Cooper's barrels and stuff. You, those are things where you start by sweeping the floor mm -hmm. and you start by grabbing those rings over here. All you're equipped to do is touch them right now. Right, right, right. And slowly work your way up to be able to put, put, put a, a barrel I, I'm together. I'm sick of touching them. And then right. you think to yourself, oh, cool, only three more weeks of that and you should be so ready to do something else that you'll pay attention to what I have to say. Mm. Yeah. You start with nothing and you get um, a little bit until you declare, I'm sick of handling this because I fucking got it. You know, and then you go, okay, well, if you're that, if you're that big for your britches, why don't I add one more thing? That's one of the dangers of our instant access on demand. Google this, instant answers, being able to stream this, press it anytime you want. This society is that people don't understand the value of wanting something pursuing it and having a long road to accomplishing it uh, the gift of nothing yeah like where i'm feel really blessed to be from the desk because uh um there wasn't a thing to do and when you tried to do something the police the local police because they had nothing to do were like probably gonna drive over your skateboard <laughs> and you'd be like why do that why what the fuck yeah. And so you, you, you plunge yourself into more esoteric locations and hobbies because of sheer fucking boredom. Mm. And like, boredom is good. Fucking amazing. It's really good. I and mean, like, it's, so, it's so important and no Taking one's the extra five anymore. minutes. Yeah. No, no. But like, uh, that's, why I do, that's why I don't play basketball because I'm playing a basketball game. It's already going on. Mm. It's like shooting's hard. I get all sweaty. Well, it's, it's also... It's like you're doing something with your body and your mind, whereas you're sitting there just with a video game, just moving your thumbs around, engaging with something. You're not going anywhere. You're not getting out. Well, there's something about the way those waves are which says you're in high anxiety, you're in conflict, you're in this, you're, yeah. you're, you're doing all the things. Your brain is you're doing, alive. Your brain is doing everything that, um, that is associated with moving and getting in there and competition and your body it's got Doritos dust on your chest and inside your belly button. Yeah. So it's the the absence of connection between body and mind which which when you're at your best when you're at your best isn't your body and mind one like yeah. the picture of this man who's climbing this this, mm -hmm. this giant majiggy that wall that Yeah. Like um this is the this is the moment to be engaged and both body and mind because that feels good. Yeah. You know, I, I reckon you just get depressed doing that, playing that all the time. Some some, some people, people do. Some, and some people love it. But, they and do some love people it, but become drone pilots. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah. And, 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 and one day it dawns on them what has occurred. 
Well, they say that that's a severe source of PTSD, that a lot of those drone pilots, even though they're not physically there, a lot of them have pretty severe PTSD. Because one day that dam breaks mm -hmm. and, and, and you feel yourself drowning. And they understand the connection between their actions and, and what and, actually and you're, occurred. And the PTSD is that you are forced to go downstream and realize, like, um, the old way of me must be gone. It must, it must, I must let that drown, you know. Otherwise, you're stuck in the loop of, of, of that realization that you, mm. that you wasted time building a dam as if that were the coolest thing ever. Yeah. Instead of walking along the river and going downstream and dealing with the trickle as, as it should be, you know. Hey, let me ask you this about <coughs> cigarettes. Have you ever tried vaping? I tried for a sec, but um, uh, it looks stupid. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, like, do me a favor. Would you bring up that picture of Jimi Hendrix when he's vaping? It doesn't thank, exist. Thank God you can't. <laughs> Could you, you imagine Jimi Hendrix, one of those lunchbox ones, those big old fat ones with a robot dick at the end yeah, of it? Yeah. Like, not Jimmy. No, Jimmy. Where, where it looks like a pump for, a, like, you know, like for pumping water out of a pool. It's yeah. Just like, yeah. What and, is that? Why are they getting those big ones? What is the, what's the benefit of those giant batteries? I think it's just going all in and saying oh, that, like, I'm doing this, so I'm doing the whole thing. I'm doing the most, you know. It's it's right. it's like uh, what I see those those motorcycle cars, which are two wheels up front and one in the back. Right. And I think like it's a bit like the Segway and taking it to the lamest thing you could all the way. There's almost something. The Segway is Do those things handle better than a motorcycle. I can't handle them. <laughs> no well certainly they're more stable because the two yeah. wheels are up front but right. i'm not riding a motorcycle for stability you're not but some people are right some people are the guys who ride those hayabusas and shit like that well to each his own uh, uh I, I don't ever want to stand in the way of my own joy let alone someone else's but you like cruisers right i i I'm, what do you got out there is that a harley uh that's that's my grandpa bike to like take my gal to the movies or dinner or something and, and just enjoy her arms around my waist, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? And to go slow and, and listen to NPR on 20 or listen to... Do you ever just drive <clears throat> with no music? Of course. Yeah, of course. I have oh. a Corvette, a 1965 Corvette. No, oh. It's got no radio in it. It's one of the things I love about it. Yeah. When I drive that thing, I just drive. That's why, that's why I like to drive back yeah. home to the Des because, um, you know, me just being me and experiencing what's going on yeah it is fine <laughs> yeah the sensations it's like it's uh to me it's it's almost like a form of uh meditation as well because you you have to pay attention like you're saying i mean mine doesn't have a roof it's a convertible so i'm, I'm feeling the air i see the stars and you have to look at everything around you and those and cars you really it. feel the road oh yeah so if you run over a p mm -hmm. uh, like you definitely get princess out and are like hey because yep. yeah, I, I, I have a 67 light. camaro i've had since i was oh, 14 those are great it's it was my it's my first car. Oh, that's amazing! Yeah. You have your first car. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. God damn. And 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 um, there's been times when uh, I've I haven't done well or something. I've had to sleep in it and all these things. So we have this long relationship and it never breaks down. It's always just wonderful to we're wonderful to each other, and uh, and you feel the road mm -hmm. when you hit something. You're like, hey, right. And so you're attached to it. Um, 
And I, I, I love riding in a caddy or something like that too, where it's like you could run over multiple bodies and, and feel nothing. Right, right. But but um but I enjoy the drive when um when I'm on the road, sitting on a seat with five wheels, one in my hand and four on the road. It's a great experience. My old man um for a brief second had a sixty five uh Corvette Stingray. They're uh, amazing cars. They uh, just the way that thing looks like they just nailed it. It's very organic. Yeah, they nailed it's it. It's definitely taken off of a stingray. Like someone was like, "Ooh." Well, it's I don't know. I mean, it doesn't really look like a stingray to me, but well, it, what it looks like is fr- just it's that front. Like, yeah, it's, there's that bit of that shaping, that inspiration mm. of the shape to me. I guess. Yeah, and and, and I think I I I'm so uh, always at a loss when it's like if you could make something and you're going to ask everyone to help you, and we're going to grab all this shit from wherever we're going to grab it from. Mm-hmm. Can can we make it look cool or no? Or like, what is your aversion to? Every, not everything has to look like an egg or a drop of water, right? Um, and if it does, can we do that like as, as cool looking as possible? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it, it should look great because that. Don't you feel good in that car? Oh yeah, yeah. It looks great. Yeah, it, it look and it's it's also to me it's like you're rolling around in a piece of history. So yeah. 1965, you know, it's like it, that that thing was created in, you know, the early 60s. Someone figured it out and put it together and then made a production line. And, and, and did the most important thing ever. They said, this is where we stop. Yep. We're good. Yeah. And they were like, this is what it looks like when it's finished. Mm-hmm. A completed thought. Yeah. And, and, and other people were like, fucking good idea, man. And, and I just... I have a 67, you have a 65. Mm-hmm. Like, um, that doesn't mean there aren't things made today. It just means like I'm down with that idea. And well, it's fa- also, it's, it captures a very specific time in American history where they made these cars that were worthwhile because when you go to 77, nobody gives a fuck about a 77 anything. Yeah. You, know? And they, you know what I mean? Like, who's buying a 77 Mustang? Get the fucking thing away from me. You know, they, they all look like There's shit. a lot of people selling them. <laughs> Maybe. Well, I also think too this this guy pulled up on me on in a Prius that was quite new, and he rolled down the window and just looked at me and waved his hand over his nose like and he goes stinky. No way, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, on Fairfax, kind of by the Whole Foods oh, there at Santa, uh, Santa Monica, and uh, um, and I just thought this is my first car. I haven't got another one, so you've probably gotten multiple new cars. That's the, the only car you've had. Uh, I had a Bronco. And really? we have a family car. Your whole life? That's it? I had a Magnum for a sec, but I never sold this car. Wow. But Magnum was great. I can't believe you never sold. That is so cool that you never sold your first car, and it was a 67 Camaro. Like, I've what? had a lot of experiences in there that were that were wonderful, and some that were challenging, and they're all, it's, it's incredible to it's have locked that. into that car. Yeah, I mean, but it's the shape, too. That's like one of the great all-time iconic shapes in automotive history. That first one was like an, an attempt to... Be like Mustang, Mustang. Yeah, and um, and they really hit it out of the park. Because sixty seven, sixty eight, and sixty nine. You can almost the hear the Mustang going like, "Well, um, yeah, um, you know," because the, it, it's 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 beautiful. Yeah, and but I was thinking this guy, like, I see what he was trying to say, but uh, he's probably he's probably bought a shit ton of cars, which is way worse for the footprint just off the. Plus, batteries are made on three continents. Well, what does he think he's going to do? Fix you by going stinky? He's just being a twat. He's trying to build himself up again by breaking me down. But yeah. I'd ha- like my grandpa always said, he didn't swear very much, but he, he one of the things he was like, I'd have to give a shit for it to matter. 
Mm-hmm. And and um, I just kind of <laughs> chuckled um, because I was like, thank God I'm riding the, in the car with him, you know? Yeah. Because certainly he's going up to the next, like, Monte Carlo and is like, stinky. Yeah, he's just going to do it all He's day. on like a stinky parade. <laughs> He's driving around in a car that gets 50 miles to the gallon, just mocking everything with a V8. Yeah, but also like on a on a stinky parade and and that's that's a that's a something I don't want to float on. It's a lot of negativity pumping out there. Yeah. But it's just weird to roll down your window and do that to people like come on. Man. Come on. Well, certainly that's too much free time in my book, yeah. you know. Uh What's this, too much self-righteousness? Yeah. Stinky. Stinky. There it is. Look at that one done up. Woo, look at that bad boy. Oh, well. God damn, If son. I could turn on my – do you mind if I turn this on? I'll, I'll show you a picture. Is that yours? That, um, mine looks – It says, looks, says it's yours. Is it not yours? I don't think that's his. Isn't yours black? Or is yours silver? Yeah, it's silver. Is it like that? It looks a lot like that, except I don't have those. Actually, I used to have – I. that's real close, but that's not it. <laughs> Fuck <Yeah>. you, internet. <laughs> but it's it's strikingly close. For example, this has no door handles and no mirrors. And yours does. And mine does. It also has a hood scoop from what seems to be a Corvette, actually, which mine does not have. And um, those rims are are much like the ones I had on my Magnum, but um, not what I have on mine. I think that's the hood from uh, 69427. I think the SS and the um, – that, That's it right there. There it is. That's beautiful, man. Yeah, and, uh, and I'll show you what it looks like right now, because I, I I ended up dropping a crate engine because in there, which is a GM. Which one? That's a Dyno blue printed three fifty with, wow, with wow. aluminum heads, so wow. it weighs like eight hundred pounds less. And um, it sounds like you're stepping on glass, like in an endless Mazel Tov parade, yeah. too, because like yeah, like. You know, like a glass and a hanky? Yeah. When they're like, like glass pack mufflers. Well, and in truth, I tried to calm that down because as you crest 100 miles an hour, with the mufflers too loud, it's like, what? It's a bit like being in a B-52 bomber for no reason. (laughs) Like, (laughs) you know? Um, Yeah. um, And uh, let's see, my rides. Uh, I'll show it if you you don't mind there. because uh, it's pretty, it's lovely. When did you put the the crate engine into it? About five years ago, and what a great idea that was! Oh yeah, change the balance of the car, right? Oh yeah, and it's got a new front and rear clip under it. Oh nice! So so it's on rails. Like oh you, beautiful! You couldn't roll that thing if you if you like lubed up the freeway, <laughs> you know? Mm. Like uh, here it is. And I got these hopster, oh, yeah. hopster rims on it. It's, Ooh, God, that looks good. You know, you know what's amazing about it is, um, um, I get in that car and I, t- I take the kids to school or something, and it's the, it's contagious because w- what happens is you feel really good, as you know, you get in your, it's sixty five and and you feel really good, and you pull up with a smile on your face and go, hey, and it's a daily driver. This thing, yeah, um, it's my daily driver. And so that's you, a perfect rock star daily driver, by the way. Well, it's 67 Camaro. It, it's, it's the, what it is, is something that makes me feel really good. That is not part of a crisis. Yeah. Near, not midlife, not, yeah. not pre-life, not post-life. Right. It, it's just, it's just mine. And, uh, and I feel like myself in there. 
the kids get in there. I have five point seatbelts, so you don't need a car seat because I have a seatbelt that's that makes a car seat look like you're doing okay. Right, it's right. a so harness. It, it's yeah. it, it's a harness with springs that like slip. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so they can be in the car as as it is, and take them to school and and um, kid kids go like whoa, and they get to get out in that. Yeah, and that's how they start their day. Right, right, right. And and it's like um, a little adventure. That shit is tight. Yeah, that is tight, man. <laughs> like even being in traffic, like people are really nice to you too. They they pull up and they go, "Yeah, most man. of them." Yeah, well, some go stinky. But <laughs> <laughs> don't forget about that guy. <laughs> you know, behind behind the ass of something cool is stinky. Yeah, well, that's true too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's like um, check out my ass as I as I. But take with a crate off. engine in it, it's got to do much better in terms of emissions. Uh, who uh, who cares? I don't know. <laughs> uh, uh, you know the th- the fact of the matter is is that is that the responsibility should be on these plastic companies and these oil companies that have negated their responsibility to like. You shouldn't be allowed to just like shit into the air or the environment at at, at a record pace just so you can make dough at the expense of everybody. That's well, they crazy. had a different thing they just just did recently where they did a satellite image of all the methane in Los Angeles, and they were thinking, well, we're gonna we're gonna find out where all these toxic greenhouse gases are coming from, and an exorbitant number of them were coming from landfills. Yo, know, just like steaming piles of steaming piles of, of shit <laughs> is releasing terrible, terrible gas into into the air. I can't, we didn't even I think can't help, about that. I can't help but think that uh, you couldn't take that, mulch it, and turn it into something that would power something. Mm. <laughs> I, well, like, I think they're eventually going to be able to figure that out. You know, you're talking about the garbage patch. There's a guy named Boyan Slot. I love him. Yeah, he's he's, great. he's coming back. He just emailed the me Dutchman, again. the young yeah, Dutchman. Yeah, he's got a new one that he just installed in rivers. So he's cleaning up these rivers in these third world countries that are you know extremely polluted and um they they're figuring out technologies to extract all these pollutants and then you could actually make a commodity out of the stuff that they pull so like the plastic that he's going to pull from the ocean is going to be valuable it's going to be worse yeah it could be re yeah reused i think it would be a wonderful thing if we could agree that there's probably enough plastic already and to keep remaking more new it probably is unnecessary. Well, what's really unnecessary is using fossil fuel plastic because there's biodegradable plastic they can make from hemp. And this has been well, they've hemp, known this hemp forever. has been the the wonder drug for so yeah. long. Yeah, it really. Has. I mean, the Constitution's written on hemp paper, and, mm-hmm. and 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 you tell someone that they're like, well, well, I think it's the Declaration of Independence, but yeah, I mean, and it's also the Declaration of Code yeah codependence one of the drafts of the declaration of independence was written on hemp but also like the sails of the fucking the soap, all the ships every every ship that crossed the ocean every great work of art is written on canvas that was made with hemp like, the soap the clothes that yeah, and, and doesn't everything. fuck with the soil and no but i once saw you standing over that plant screaming illegal illegal <laughs> you're illegal hey dude i gotta wrap this up man but Fair it's enough. been a, a pleasure to talk to you i've been a big fan for a long time so well, i'm i'm a big fan of yours as well and and i, I loved your last special bet- between cats and dogs <laughs> it it was so true it was hard for me to watch <laughs> <laughs> well thank you thank you and your um th- this desert sessions is it available? Yeah, it's available. It's fine. It's what, fine. What is it called? <laughs> it's it's does sessions eleven and twelve. It's a series of music. But if if you want to check it out, if you don't, that's go fine. check it out, you fucks. <laughs> thank you, brother. Appreciate yeah, it, man. Thank you. Bye, everybody. That was great, man. That was fun. I really enjoyed that. Thank you so much. That's really cool.